In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. the true life podcast you know what i know i told you that i had one amazing individual today but i like to under promise and over deliver so i brought you three three amazing gentlemen they're going to get into some ideas about the world in which we live that share a very common foundation on which we can build a better future here we go ladies and gentlemen without any further ado let me just start off by introducing uh i'll let you guys introduce yourselves please let's let's tell the audience who you are Let's start with Stian. Yeah. Hello. My name is Stian. Um, uh, yeah. Who am I? I'm. Uh... <laughs> Who am I, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm this energy you can see right now, dude. That's me. That's right. Yeah. Found myself through the use of psychedelics. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met Stian through um, through psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah. we have this group. So where a lot of like-minded people are meeting and so these magical things happen. My name is Tor and I'm a psychonaut in learning, I guess, trying to figure out what these these things are. Yeah. With like-minded souls that makes that happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is Marius, uh, thir- 33 years old. And I'm an energ- energizing searcher. So when I... Uh, took the psychedelics for the first time. I only tried three times, but I felt the energy of love, real love, you know, and the contact. Yeah. And um, how to be yourself, you know, and uh, meet your fears, you know. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's like an adventure that's never going to end, so. I'm just vibrating right now. I'm just one frequency at a time. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. What when you talk 
that's interesting that you use the word frequency tour. Like, what is your idea of frequency? And I know we're surrounded by different frequencies and, and maybe our brain is almost like a receiver, just getting these different frequencies and then translating them. But let's talk about, before we get into this idea of frequencies, why don't you give people an, an, an overview of what it is that you do? Oh, damn. <laughs> you can take that anywhere you want to, man. Actually, I love, Simon Sinek says this perfectly. Okay. I love to inspire people to do something that inspires them because I get inspired. Wow. It's well put. That is well put. Have you found, have you found there is a certain way to do that? Like when you communicate with people, whether it's in business, whether it's a relationship with your, your lovely other, or whether it's a kid or a friend, is there like a certain recipe that you use to, to really communicate with somebody? I want to know what SLS is. Yeah. I've written, I may understand the concept, but I wrote that word down because I don't know what, I don't know the definition of it. I may be instinctually, you know, I could, I could feel it or something, but what is SLS? What, like, what does that mean to you? Okay. So this is going to oh. be good. Yeah. yeah. So stoked. Oh my God. <laughs> Me and a friend of mine, we were having this conversation. We have a lot of, fantastic conversations this time we were experiencing this high this vibration that was so far up from where we used to be so it was like what do we call this because we were vibing we were connecting right and he connected to me through poem poetry that he wrote Beautiful. and i just he redefined how i see poetry and creativity and that opened some doors that led to another feeling that we never had before and then he said what is this as a feeling and in Hindi, feeling means esas. In Norwegian, it's fødelse, together, esalese. <laughs> yeah, it's so deceptively simple. But it's basically when you feel like your soul is getting plucked, a string in your soul is getting plucked, and you just vibrate in that feeling, you know that you're doing something so ultimately, authentically right that you just get pulled towards your future. And you're vibrating on that level, attracting more energy of that same nature, just creating things as you go. And then as you do this, you're just gonna raise the vibration of everyone around you because the tide raises all boats, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you feel when that's right. So I guess SLS is that emotion, but it also gives you this tool that if you know that you're out of sync, if you do something that you hate, if you're, if you're working 11 hours in a scrubbing kitchen because right. you need a job, yeah. and you still don't see that you need to make that decision towards what feels right, feels, not thinks, right? Then you're just going to end up in SLS, which is just constant flow toward ultimate truth in limitless love. Yeah. Wow, that is beautiful, man. And you know what I like about that? That comp You said all of a sudden you started finding yourself in, on this level when you started thinking about poetry and I think about poetry, I think about language. And when I think about real communication, like some of us get to experience it and, and probably all of us have spoken to a beautiful young woman and seen her blush, or maybe you, maybe one of you, I know I have, I've had a woman speak to me and I, I get goosebumps and I start to blush. And like that to me is real communication, whether it's through your daughter, a, a beautiful woman, a beautiful man, or someone you love. When you speak to somebody and your skin shows it, whether you're blushing or you get goosebumps, like that's real communication. And that's where poetry seems to lead us. And like, it's so amazing that all of a sudden you find this new terminology, this new feeling, this new essence 
when you're talking about poetry. It's like the words we use have so much power that in today's world have been drained from us. The emotion has been taken out. The love has been taken out. When I talk to you guys, I can feel it, man. When you talk about this, am I saying it right? SLSA, is that the right way to say it? Yeah. I'm going to start using that. That's beautiful, man. Thanks for bringing that concept up. Thank oh. you. This just proves the point. It, it, it's, it is actually a proof of concept because everyone who hears this knows what it is. You can't teach SLSA. You need to feel it and then remember how that felt yeah, in order right. to yeah. differentiate it. Like what is fear? What is death? It's not one thing that we have learned and then we have to kind of redefine what those things mean. Why wow. that so Man, you guys are blowing my mind. Like, I, I, I really feel right now, like, there is the same way, like, if you watch mycelium or the fungus grow, like, it's growing together and building this network before it begins to fruit. And I feel like the people we're meeting, like, this is not, it's not a coincidence that we're coming together. It's like, we're being brought together, right? Like, this is something that's happening organically. And when you start defining new languages, yeah, go ahead. What was that, Marcel? It's building a tribe. Yeah, like a tribe, like a people who basically connecting dots, connecting oh, yeah, our energies recovering each other with those frequencies, yeah. you know, wow. strengthening the field. And you know what? We have an idea because we have we have been on an adventure. Right now, we're in a hotel room. All right, uh, no, not even a hotel room. We 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 were given the the conference room. Just awesome. I have this I have this backpack with the computer in my in my car, and we're actually right. heading to a retreat to kind of really focus on this energy. We have international yeah. support from Croatia with energy protectors. <laughs> like we have been open-minded like fuck. Whoa. <laughs> right now, so many things are happening and we figured it's gonna be an adventure. So we came yeah. to this town to wait for the last member, the fourth person. Mm -hmm. So we've been just waiting. This has been the adventure so far. <laughs> we figured we wanted to ice bathe. <laughs> we wanted to go actually to swim after we had amazing food. Amazing yeah, salad oh, and stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah, because you get this energy waves that we get this feeling of it. That this all is a meaning of it. Yeah. It's a meaning and it's all right. And we've just been going from frequency to frequency to frequency. Every one of us has just been, <gasps> whoa, what the fuck was that? Right? That was the shift. That was SLS. Yeah. And so we did, we went over to the docks and we wanted to go ice, ice bathing, right? Yeah. So we go through the city with the towel and just or undies, right? Come <laughs> to this place after walking for quite a distance. There's a dude coming out of the water, just waving hello. And we were just like, hey, hey. <laughs> we, over, we get undressed, we go up to the field and we do these Wim Hof movements. It's just right. making all of the energy we can. Yeah. And then we jumped in the ocean. We jumped in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> go back up again and we did some exercises some more exercises and, and went in some meditation form and did some breathing exercises and uh, we felt this contact uh, that explode after this exercise so we just flowed on the skies mm. after that we were dripping so, wet in our boxers in november and people were standing <laughs> around around us hands in pocket right. just what the fuck we were sitting like <laughs> minutes 20 minutes afterwards, we come out, hands burning, not even feeling cold, being in some sort of a new frequency. And then the guy asked us, what is the secret? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just staring at us yeah. as we were right. some uh, al al aliens or something. It was really it was awesome. weird. And also we were doing these really good exercises. Like what? We go like this. 
Woo! <laughs> like that, three people as loud as we could with people around us, just like that's quantum flow exercise. So. That's quantum flow exercises. Quantum flow is pretty new to me, um, but it's a combination of uh, inhaling exercises and, mm -hmm. and yoga, and this fantasizing of this this red uh, line. You should okay. visualize that's a red line going down to the earth to get contact with Mother Earth and a red line that goes up to the universe. So you get full contact. We're going to visualize this and with this breathing exercise and inhalations, you get a pretty dizzy. So it's pretty easy to feel, you know, and to, and it's a lot of ways to get contact with the universe. So, I'm trying a little bit different uh, different types of exercises, and I take uh, and take and I use the exercises that feels good for me, and I try to mix it up a little bit, and we try different things. So this one uh, was really good. So mm -hmm. this time was really good. I like that. I like that idea of visualization, and I, I've never heard of visualizing a red line to the to the skies and to the ground. But you know what? Just as soon as you said it. I can't stop visualizing about it. You know what I mean? Like now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. I haven't told them yet because we haven't done it yet. We're going to do it tomorrow. So we're going to oh, visualize. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we're going to get it's some it. contact tomorrow. I'm going to fly. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's exciting. Cool. It's, it's pretty cool, but there's so many different ways to come uh, to have contact with this energy. So if you can combine you know, some of the good exercises we can do amazing things because in my world it's no book he has literally not read a book yet so that is I've never read a book in my life man he's just been on the flow man see so that that brings me this idea too of of knowledge like so many people in in all of our societies whether you're in norway or whether you're in azerbaijan or in hawaii we have come across this idea for centuries where like you have to go someplace to learn something you have to go learn from these other people mm -hmm. and increasingly in today's world the people that are teaching they no longer have the experience they're a person who knew a guy who had a friend whose dad's mom's cousin did the experience you know what i mean and so i had this idea i had this idea on a recent just really high dose psilocybin trip that you know what you don't learn from other people and like knowledge isn't something you learn. It's something that's revealed to you. You know, like knowledge is revealed to you. You, and you can see it in a tree. You can see it in your cat. You can see it in the person next to you. You can learn things that you don't have to, you don't have to go talk to. You don't have to go to pay a bunch of money to some guy. Like just be quiet and listen to what the world is telling you. And the knowledge will be revealed to you. What do you think? Is that crazy or what? No, that's spot on. That was beautiful, George. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. I actually want to say something because please. Um, yeah, I had this uh, difficult period uh, of time uh, where I, I have this like uh, current, this salt water water current uh, at the, where I live. I was like, oh shit! I feel like going to the down to the water and ask for for the the power of you know the current, you know. To, to have that resilient in what I do. And then a message came to me like, it's uh, the, what I heard was like, yeah, it's in the stillness of the current where you will find your strength. 
Wow, that is yeah. beautiful, man. Thank you, man. What? So tell me more about that. What? Like what? What? If you don't mind sharing, like what was the difficult time you were going through, and what did you learn in the stillness of the current? Yeah. Uh, well, the difficult time I was going through was uh, some uh, yeah something with my family, like because uh, my father is yeah, like you know, he's not a good father, and I experienced that. I felt like I should do something about it, so I called mm -hmm. the child protective services and uh, started a collaboration with them. Uh, yeah, and that was like it was it was tough, dude. But uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, what I realized was like in all of this like madness and all of the all of all of the good stuff also like all the energies which is happening through my life now is so amazing, so lot, so, a lot of stuff, dude. Uh, but I I realized that if I to really find my strength, I need to take a step back and you know relax and meditate and and like yeah, take breaks for myself, right? Recover my strength. Yeah. yeah. You have to find your own stillness. That's beautiful, man. I... How did you how did you get there though? Like how did you decide that you did you hear something calling to you or was it like like a a voice in your head or like how did you how did you figure out like I I I need to get to this spot? Like how did that come about? Well, I, I just I felt it dude. I felt like well, I had like I, I feel like the current is so strong like it can't be stopped by anything and i would really love that strength in what i do so i guess that was like the thought i was like thought and then feeling or feeling them thought now you're asking those those questions yeah oh, yeah <laughs> feel don't think oh yeah okay yeah and then uh yeah i just felt like going down there and i felt like the, the current the, the ocean has a soul so i felt like yeah so well let me ask you this was it rewarding for you to know that you came up with the answers to a to a problem that was difficult that was challenging to you and like you didn't while you could go to anybody you could go ask a mentor you could go find something how did you feel about figuring it out for yourself and I, it, doesn't that just allow you to know that that's your truth and that's the solution for you and it's a solution that no one had to tell you it's a solution that you came up with that's pretty empowering right yeah dude it's great dude oh, yeah say, like yeah dude <laughs> but there is one significant thing in that mm. the tribe yeah dude i've uh yeah luckily i've had i have a tribe to lean on uh, right it's so great it, it really has helped me to push through those difficult conversations and all those difficult choices in my life mm. uh i knew that i was not alone after i did my choices like i think that helped a lot for me and that I can be open and talk about my experiences with my friends, you know, to, to be totally open and uh, to have that uh, tribe. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, uh, yeah, it's like having, it's like, yeah, it, it's like having more of you to, to sort of collaborate with. collaborate with. Yeah, since you have, you met yourself in other people and it's so beautiful. Like they live their life with their experiences as such as I, and we have that. Different things to help each other with. It's so beautiful when it comes together. Do that problem. Yeah, and Einstein did say you can't solve a problem from the same mind that created it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you gotta break break that. Say that again, Tor. I want to hear that. What? Is, get into that for me. You can't solve the problem with the same thoughts, pattern, and thoughts and and actions that you made from the mind that actually created the problem. You need to have more reflections. You need to have people to spar with to get new ideas new perspective on things so that you understand different concepts, putting those together. 
Warren Buffett says that knowledge is com cumulative. No, cumulative. Cumulative, I think. Cumulative. That's my. That's <laughs> well, when you learn more things about something, you might actually strengthen your understanding of something else. And I guess when you build that bridge and you see everything as one, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I was, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine. And you know what's amazing? Like I feel like I'm. I feel like we've known each other for a long time. Talking to you three guys, man. Thank you for this. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're like you're right, it, right. Yeah. And I was having a similar discussion. Yeah, it is. It is. We're on the same frequency. We're on the same level. I think we're we're we. What it's Eslese. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, and we were discussing about meditating and thinking about things and and he had mentioned to me you know sometimes like i'll be meditating and I, it's like you try to quiet your mind and you start thinking about this thing but then another thought pops in and you know i'm trying to solve this problem but then my mind just starts shifting gears on me and i had told him you know what I, I had had a similar issue and the way that i began thinking about it the way that it was kind of revealed to me is like this this when you're trying to focus on something and then all of a sudden this new idea pops in that shifts gears like that's not a disturbance. Like that is the next thought that leads to the answer, even though it may seem irrelevant, even though it may seem like it's not related at all. Like that's the next thought that's going to lead you to the answer. And like when you start thinking like that, like, oh, it's not a distraction. This is a clue. This is the next step in the journey right there. And like, that, that's changed my life a little bit in the last probably month. I'm like, these aren't, it's not a distraction. This is the, this is the next thought that leads to the next thing that's going to reveal the answer to me. And like it when you when when Stian was talking about going into the still water, like I felt a connection there. I'm like, this is exactly it. This is it's not a distraction. This is how it's supposed to be. And it just yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing to think about. So when you said, I guess the next step for for this for my thought process, Tor was you had you had mentioned that you can't solve a problem with the mind that created it. This leads me to believe you have a very interesting way in which you look at the people around you. Would you mind sharing how you see those around you or maybe getting into this idea of what the tribe means to you? Oh, my God. That's why we had to come up with a new word for it. That's what I said. That's what I said. We had to simplify it. It's, uh, we were talking about this, actually. Most people love to talk about things as if, like, I'm going to tell you how to do something because my way is the way. My way is the way. But we were talking and then... When you're trying to help people, you basically just listen, right? So I like to listen to people on a very the deepest of levels because just the things that this guy went through and this guy went through, it makes you think, right? It makes you think, oh, holy shit. If you can do that, then what is stopping you from doing that? You're talking like this, so you're just keeping yourself from that. Just pointing out those things that really reveals that we are the same person, right? We vibrate on the exact same level. And when, when that happens in tribe, where you have more people than just one, and you, the energy, energy grows, right? We were talking about this thing. Because when we were ice bathing earlier, we came up, we were in the water for six minutes, yeah. came up, sat down, meditated for 20 minutes, and people had been seeing this, right? What is the secret? So it was <laughs> the thing that he needed. Uh, we were just saying, you know, in, in a year, or we haven't decided if it's a month or a year, we're going to have 400 people doing the same exercise, creating that energy, and just see what the heck happens. See, they, they felt the energy, man. Yeah. So that's what tribe means to something me. bigger. 
something really big. Yeah. Yeah, Five it's it's the resonance between a group of people. And is it it sound you know it it almost sounds like you're using tribe as a verb. You know, like it's like an action word. It's like something that has a positive and negative charge. And the way you guys were explaining it, it sounds almost as if it was, um, I think what the right word might be, but like, I can't think of it. It's, it's, it's when you catch a, it's guys don't tip my tongue. When you, when you catch a cold, you can give something to somebody. It's, it becomes, it'll come. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. contagious. That's exactly. Yeah. Well, you guys seem to be putting up a vibe that is contagious. That's pulling yeah. people towards it, and it's yeah. it's an energy, right? Like it's something you're tapping into to do that. Like you already said, the guy was like, "What's the secret?" That's curiosity yeah. in its yeah. form, yeah. right? Coming towards you guys. Yeah, I mean, when you're sitting there, nude almost, and you're <laughs> you're like packed up and just cozy, and you're like, "I'm kind of cold. How are they doing that?" Right, then there's a journey itself. Just being on that level, because we—that is not something that most people do, right? Right. Sitting there, being warm in cold weather after being in the ice bath. So for us, it's learning just as much as everyone else around us. Because I've never experienced that before, and this weekend is basically based on that to explore the freaking frontier. Because we are going, as I said, we're going to open a freaking portal. Yeah. Have you felt the energy in your hands? warm yeah i can feel them tingling you know and tingling, yeah 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 absolutely like i i i do that meditation sometimes where like i'll just lay down and then i can i will concentrate and try to feel my heartbeat through my body right like you can feel it yeah, in your yeah. fingertips if you concentrate and you, you can move it you can isolate it like you can move it all the way up and you can move it all the way down move it all the way yeah, through yeah, your legs okay. you know but it's it takes a while to get there like you have to lay there for a little bit and Maybe sometimes I'll start with just my hand on my heart so I can get it, it's like a drum beat. You could feel the rhythm in your body the same way you could feel it in a hall that's just bass flowing through you, you know, and it 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 gets me thinking about that. But I want to go back to this idea of being cold and hot. When you said cold and you made this move like this, like that's the idea when people are cold, they're bundled up. They yeah. and yeah. in the same way, like they're not in a position to share. When you're hot, your arms are out. When you're warm, you're radiating heat, right? Maybe that's this idea of radiating the tribe is when you're hot like that, you can you have warmth to give when you're hot. When you're cold, you're selfish, you're isolated, you're pulled in, and you're not in a state to receive anything. It's kind of interesting to think about the language there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder I mean, what – yeah, please. Well, I made a video actually a few days ago the journey of a thought that goes into this, like how it, like I see life through frequencies and if love is the highest frequency and hate is the lowest, then just being as high as you can makes things a lot easier, basically. Yeah, to live. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, I feel like, like the, the really good feeling, like the energy, which I, yeah, which I have now is sort of like the universe is sort of giving me so that I, keep on doing this beautiful stuff man it's like it's like a yeah. reward from the universe like i'm doing the right thing yeah even though it's hard like fucking hard broke is by the way oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been amazing yeah i have which day is it today it's day uh, i think day 46 actually 46 46 day challenge. yeah yeah basically what? 100 day challenge where you 
yeah next level shit yeah dude i uh, started making videos like fucking open up the like fucking everything dude mm -hmm. like being able to talk about my traumas and being able to share them with the with the tribe which has given me like a whole other way of seeing things because we can talk together and like stuff i thought was like taboo, uh, yeah, taboo or like real fucked <laughs> yeah it was like come together and talk and i sort of sort of opened up understandings of like okay but like in situations probably wasn't really strange dude like i do not blame myself for what i've done so it's not who i am i am my ex i am not my experiences i'm what i choose to do with them, you know so yeah 100 day challenge it's it's really good dude what marius have you gone through the 100 day challenge I just started, so they're my beta testers. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I just started. I've been some five videos or something. Great. So you can I have feeling of the fear of because when I was a child, I was when I did some wrong things or didn't did things right, I was locked in the room, you know, for hours. So I felt this little bit of fear because you're gonna meet your fears, you know. Yeah. So you get a lot of fear sometimes, so. I had one week now that I haven't sent no videos. So I basically locked myself in the room, you know, like my parents, like, right. They did. So, um, it's insane because I, I want to do it. So I've been ice batting for every day. So we've been starting doing things and uh, psychedelica is pretty new to me. So I, for one week ago, I tried one gram. And I felt this love, and uh, and the week after, I felt this to do. Uh, mm. I, everyone have to to do list, and that list is just when uh, we're not in ourselves. It's so big, and uh, yeah, it's just like this small. <laughs> psychedelics make me f go to the fear and not fear it, you know. So it's pretty awesome mm. how how this works. So. That is awesome how it works, man. That's super. That stokes me to hear. Do you feel like the like back in life and take the trauma and rebuild it to 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 your strength is legacy so, for you. Yes, dude. So it can help, it man. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. It's, I, I mean, that's that's why I went through my trauma because dude, I'm I'm gonna make a change with my experiences from my trauma. Dude. That's that's actually why I didn't kill myself because I felt I could do more with my experiences. You know. Yeah, like you're here for a reason, man. Like, oh. you know, and you know what's crazy to me? Like, I've seen people closest to me. I've, I've, I've sat on the bed with them while they're at the hospital because they attempted suicide. And, you know, and all of us have probably had people in our lives that we lost, that wasn't fair, that we loved. Right? You know, and it's, it's those traumas. Like, Something happens to you when you come face to face with a trauma like that, especially if it's your own life or someone close enough to you where it's still your own life. Something happens at that point in time where something inside you changes and it's unfortunate, but something inside you dies. A big part of who you are dies, but it's necessary. 
That part must die so that you can be reborn. Because it may take a year, it may take 10 years, it may take 20, but there's going to be something that grows in that hole that was ripped from you that's more beautiful than you could possibly understand. Yeah. It's going to show, it's going to create the individual that is Steon, that is Marius, that is Tor, that is George. Like there's a new part of us that's growing. And when you deny that part, that's when the real death happens. That's when the spiritual death happens. When you deny this growth inside of you, man, like forget about it. Like every one of you have, must have had a, a horrible trauma happen to you, yeah, but that's why you're beautiful now, man. My experience of this is that um, you take, you take the trauma and you meet the fear and you get the twice of love of the trauma that you didn't get. That, that's a, I don't know how to explain it, but wait, say yeah, that again. Can you say I, that again? This was a little bit different, difficult to explain, but uh, you get to know how to do it. You can, can you explain it for yeah. me? Yeah, can do it. it's like when you they say that the hardest climb has the most beautiful view, right? Yes, because when you actually confront something and you work towards fixing it, you're going to do something that is really fucking painful sometimes. You have to do something that really shook, shakes, shakes his core, shakes the core. When you go through that, you're seeing different things on the other side, meaning that you have the love from what you actually did, but also the actual work that got you there. We talked about this earlier. Like if you oh. give a, a poor person $200 million, what's going to happen to that person? They're going to kill him. He does not know how to ruin keep, their life. Make money. He's going to be worse off. Yeah. Because if you go from one frequency like that, just fucking up there, then you're going to crash way back there. If you don't really build yourself the understanding of how to go to the next level. You need to be ready, man. You feel called and do the crazy backflip or whatever it is. Yeah. Build yeah. the dragon with the tweezers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, Tor, do you think that the 100-day challenge is a way of ascending that mountain in a way that is sustainable? Yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah. Sure. So he knows because he's the first one who had consistently done all the days, right? Right. When I did it, I didn't know where it was going to lead me. I started because I wanted a different life. So first of all, I was alone and it took about 10 years. So going through all that is why we figured out the power of tribe. If you have people to resonate with. Yeah. But going through that the first time, I just wanted a different change. I wanted money because I had right. a fiance who was not a Norwegian citizen fearing to get tossed out of the country. So I needed money to stay alive. basically. And then we got a daughter and we had a perfect life. I was actually creating money from my stuff. I had gone through government saying, fuck off. I don't want you to be in prison. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that was a long and painful and hard journey, right? So a year into uh, my daughter's life, she was deported. Mm. And that in the channel or in the challenge, what was it? The day, 41. day 43? Day 41. Right? Yeah. So he's, he saw that. The day of that news, the day I got the news that my daughter was going to be deported, I shared that to the camera and to the world on YouTube, right? And I did that for 100 consecutive days. And on day 70-something, my family was deported. And I recorded that event and the feelings that I had in that trauma, not knowing if or when I was ever going to see my daughter again, knowing that right now one of my parts just died, like a freaking candlelight in a fart. And I crushed. I just I fell down in the airport, not knowing what to do now. And then I died. Literally got a flash of life ahead of me or just seeing something different. What I had to do it was like the universe just get the fuck up, right? 
just take some accountability, know that I wanted to make them come back, work out a plan to do that, to make that happen. And I said in that video, day 70 something, that I, now the job starts. It's now it begins. I'm gonna create this. After that, I didn't see the power of what happened through the 100 day challenge because I didn't see it as the tool. It was just a way for me to journal, just to get my thoughts out there. Almost like a tribe does because you're gonna learn Learn it twice. If you teach it, you're going to learn that thing twice. See it from different levels. Yeah. And now we have this theory then. We're still trying to build up the concept. Like 100 days, you can have 10 tasks or whatever goals you need to go through divided by the 100 days. You're going to do those hard things with the accountability of the tribe, making sure that you do it and you have agreed to it, which means that if you don't, you're going to feel physically ill. You're like, fuck, I didn't do it. And then you're just getting pushed to do it. Like group pressure. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then after the 100 day challenge has been met, like if, after you're done, it's going to be a habit to just talk about things. You're going to have a way better way of communicating with people because all of a sudden talking in public is no problem. And you're going to meet a lot of different people because you're putting that out into the universe so that it can bring it back to you. And you're just learning as you go. It just never stops. It, it's, yeah. it starts a journey for yourself of self discovery. So if that journey is customized, like we know, if I show you the, the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, something, yeah, right? I believe so. Yeah, just shedding those those seeds that you know is going to impact them and then just continue to do that for 100 days. Dude, this is day 46 something and we're now, now met for the first time ever yeah. live today. Yeah. I picked him up on the airport earlier. <laughs> we're waiting for the fourth yeah. member and we're going to go out to a retreat that we're just going to create. Yeah. Oh, oh. Dude, yeah, it's still, it's still kind of she was gonna happen. Yeah. I feel like it's like, whoa, I felt it like I've already started the trip. Like, I haven't, it's like, so, yeah. There's been so many ascension yeah. points during this night that it's so insane. It's hard to explain, but it was like SLS. Yeah. SLS. SLS, yeah. <laughs> See, plus, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you guys, man. It, it, it sounds to me like you're on the cusp of continuing changing your life for the better forever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go treasure hunting with my kids in Egypt because yeah. I don't know if there's both there. <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> right. What yeah. did, did your, did your daughter, is she going to be, is she able to come back into the country or like, yeah, is there going to be a back. reunion? You did. Eight months and twelve days later, I got. Dude, them. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was dying inside. I'm like, I gotta know. Did you, did you come back? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had I had four million dollars in debt at age twenty. Okay, let's talk about that. Like, for how did yeah, you get there, and how did you get out of there? How did I get? No, I. When this happened, I was. Um, it was a drunken accident. It's a long story, though. Yeah, we got time, man. If you got, if you can share it, we got time. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, okay, yeah, this yeah, is gonna yeah, be okay. nice. try, for the first time ever. I'm gonna try to actually consciously That's think awesome. about okay. making the point of telling the story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so I got a blood clot in 2005. I was basically stopping for doing anything. I woke up in the bed and my arm was 11 centimeters larger than the other arm. So something was weird. I had sex in a different position. I thought that was might be it, but then it turned out to be, be a blood clot. So 14. 14 days after I saw that this was happening, they figured out that they're going to check it out because the doctor was like, it might be a tick actually, or you might have <laughs> the flu or what? 
whatever else explanation right. they tried to just toss at the problem. You might have right. a diagnosis. Take these. <laughs> yeah, all that shit. <laughs> so 14 days afterwards, I was sent to the doctors. An experienced person went by, a certified doctor, not just an overweight one, or an overweight certified fitness coach. We're going to get more mm. into that. <laughs> but he knew what it was 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 the problem because he had seen that throughout his like 40 year career so he said like that's blood clot get him the fuck to the hospital yeah and i guess 20 minutes later i was on my way to the airport because they had booked this tiny plane for me and on my way to oslo hospital where i just figured out that this is going to define my life forever and i fell into victimized mindset because I lost my degree, my uh, graduation, while I was in the hospital. So I never really continued school. This mentality got me to drink a lot. And people were just like, the party is at his place, right? Every day of the week. And that just led to new bad choices, less consequence, consequential thinking and all that stuff. So I ended up talking to different people. That was not too good to talk to. Yeah. All of a sudden, we tried to uh, score a PS4 because he wanted one in the middle of the night, drunk. We couldn't. And he said, I'm going to just go over there. And I said, I just got this thing. It's at home. They don't sell it there. I know this for a fact. But it uh, was not an issue. Well, it was not an option to not do what he had planned to do. And I figured, all right, fine. I'm just going to go with it. So then he's starting to plan. How can we get the cops out? Or we can remove the SIM card from the phone and then call in the death act, like fatal accident in the next municipality over. And they have to send all forces, right? Helicopters and all that shit. I think they almost fucking sent tanks. Like it's insane. <laughs> Every, everyone went out there because he painted a horrible picture, yeah. which is a horrible act in itself to have that thought. Yeah. yeah. Happen, right. But you know, when you're in that mindset, you don't think about consequences. You're just a freaking monster that thinks in one way, one yeah. frequency, very low, right? But it ended up with us going over to the mall to try to get into this because the store was inside of the mall. And I figured there's not going to be a PS4 there so or, um, or a PS3. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do shit. I'm just sitting there drinking and smoking. And then he comes back around with a can of gas that he throws towards me. What I didn't see was that the lid was off. So the gas sprayed all over the place. And I didn't think a lot back then. So I figured how cool it would be to just lit this little puddle on fire to see how it burned. And then it burned a lot and it exploded. So I, we just ran. The panic took us. We ran. Ran through the city and then around the block. And then I just lived right outside. But then as we crossed the corner, we see this orange hue over the entire middle part of that area. And we got a little panicked. So we went home and figured out we're going to go back and check it out because that's all just smart. <laughs> especially with a sweater with my name printed on it. <laughs> you know, if you have that ego thing, like, I'm going to show them who I'm, what I'm called, actually. <laughs> it's, yeah. So we went back. People remember the name because they have a very special kind of last name. Sepola is not something that everyone is called. So this fireman sees us, we first see the fire, which is so huge that we know that that was not just a stack of pallets. This is kind of bad. And we decided to go back home. And then I woke up with the most fucking intense hangover from knocking. And outside were two uniformed individuals and they wanted to talk to me. 
So I went back, I went with them, panicked, down to the police station where they said that, we know that you were at the fireplace last night. This was my first offense. So a long time back and forth, I've seen TV. I know how these interrog <laughs> interrogations work. I'm not gonna say shit. I'm actually gonna be mystical. And I guess those with experience can see that. You know, They have that frequency a bit above. So they see those things. And so they kept pushing. And my mom came in as like the supporter. And she said that, you know, this is gonna be painful no matter what. Let's just realize it. Isn't it better to just try to alleviate the pain by just telling it as it was. I was like, that's a big ask, mom. <laughs> I went back in and by this time I had received a hamburger because those are good leverages. <laughs> I was sitting there talking to him. He was smiling a little bit and then he's like, almost, did you do it? <laughs> but um, yeah, I had basically laid my cards on the table and I just, told my part of the story, right? I try to just say, okay, this, this is what happened. I was it. And I didn't try to include him, but we were two, so we were kind of obvious. And they were spreading all of these details, me being the first time in an interrogation. Mm. I figured I'm just gonna have to do it some way and just try to get this done. We ended up in prison. And then for some reason he was released ahead of my time because he didn't tell the truth. Right. As far as they knew, he was still kind of innocent because they didn't have any evidence that he did anything and he hadn't spoken. And there was no evidence saying that he actually did anything. So he was released ahead of me. And then I was like, that is some freaking jury system. The, the law around this is just amazing. I was released and I had learned how to burn people with acid in the prison. So I had gotten what I needed to dispose of the human. That was where I was. And then I got a good way of the distance. And I was like, what the, what are you thinking about? Because I just came out of prison, but I was at that frequency. Yeah. But then I, I had a second thought. I went, I drove back and um, I knew that this is going to do some shit. Now I'm a free man. Everyone knows that I torched the only pub in town, which is not a good thing in Christian belt. Um, they got pissed. People started to shun me on the street and I was going to buy beer. And this cashier says, thank you for burning my business down, bitch. <laughs> I was like, that was the first, right? Uh, and the entire national news had told everyone that I was going to be a debt victim for life, right? My yeah. lawyer told the freaking newspaper. Are they supposed to, is that legal? No, <laughs> no I don't think there is. But I saw that I saw my life unfold on TV, basically. And that is a mm. third perspective. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is just like, hmm, I did that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know? But um, then I started to do hang out with different people again, bad people. I just came out from prison. Now I was right. criminal and everyone was seeing me as such, right? So I started to hang out with people and I figured I'm going to get a hefty fine for this or prison or whatever. I had to get settled i didn't get my graduation as planned so now i have to figure out some way to do something let's become a robber right? <laughs> you get such great ideas when you're down there <laughs> so uh, that's what i did and we planned and we did and hurt a lot of people or three especially because we robbed three places and at the second one 
as though the, the fear of doing the first one was intense enough. I mean, you're trying to put yourself into a character of something that you really don't want to be, because I think, theoretically, that if you're doing something you know is inherently wrong and bad to another person, you are going to feel it and have to struggle through to do it. Almost like trying to become better, you can actually start to become worse. Mm. You can cross boundaries in the negative as well. So I went pretty far down and I, I told this taped up woman that I know where you live while I'm pointing a gun at her in American, in Norway, with the fucking ski mask on. I know that that hurt her bad. And I, whore, I hated it because this was not me. But although it was me, right? And I was like, well, this is just who I am. And then if you accept that, it's horrible. So I felt bad. And because of that, things kind of shifted as we went through this. And I helped with another robbery, number two, which was easier because now we knew kind of what we were doing. And it was in mourning, right? It was a bus driver alone. So we, we planned this to be as cruel as possible, almost. Hmm. When we did that, we figured we're not going to do this on our own. So we actually paid someone or bribed someone to do it, the last one for us. And he was just with us for his dependency. That is horrible, like using people for their limitations. Uh, right? So he, yeah. he did that out of desperate means. Like he owed us money and we were those people who were just like, well, then you're going to do something for us, right? Now I understand how it is to create right. that and how that escalated. But luckily, after we tried all these criminal ways of getting money, I was driving my ex or my current girlfriend, my then current girlfriend, to the bus stop. And as we stopped at the ATM to get money, I said, look at those fucking fools. Like there's a cop car on the bus station. I was like, if they just knew what was right here, fucking losers, right? Yeah. She's getting money and I'm rich. Like I'm giving my mom $500 just like, here you go, mom. Right? That kind of guy. Right. And I let her take up money and I, I just had so much fun over the cops sitting right there, the irony of the situation. But then I ran uh, around the corner, the bus left, and I had to chase it down. Then I saw this car following me. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like he has the same, like he's in a rush just like me. Maybe he's also going for the bus station. And then he get, did that for every overtake I did. And I was like, that was it. That was weird. But then I stopped. I get to a bus, like a, um, just a bus stop. And within seconds, there are God knows how many cars. I think like four cars just swarming that spot. And out comes people in like black policemen in this SWAT outfit with MP5s, helmets, everything. I was like, what is going on? Right? In shock, I'm just continuing to hailing the bus. And then my girlfriend comes out. And I just try to say goodbye, right? Give her a kiss. Like, nothing is going. It's like sitting in the fucking kitchen table with the coffee saying everything is fine, but everything is on fire. Right. And uh, shortly after, they tossed me up against the bus, handcuffed me. I said, I'm going to call you as soon as I can to my girlfriend. The entire bus is seeing this. She has to be on that bus for the entire length home, which is like two hours. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So I was tossed into prison, thank God, because now I had been challenging my lower frequencies so far that I was not seeing any limitation. It's almost like the exact opposite of this. It is exactly (laughs) the opposite. So I saw that I was capable of anything. 
which is scary. I mean, people have made songs about this. There's a monster inside of me I let, never let you see. I keep yeah. it so you won't control it. It's like it's always trying to get out. But then if you accept that it's there and you've been there, you know that it's there. You know that yeah. we went through a journey together. You can sit back. We know we got this. It's that confidence going through the shit. And I think there's a lot of different kinds of shit. But in prison, I was in isolation for seven months. They actually got me in there for like a first seven days in the drum tank. Did not know what day it was. Was standing on my head singing the national anthem. I got crazy. Yeah. And then they tossed me into the cell, being benevolent at all, saying that this is where you're going to live for the foreseeable future for 13 days, because that's what they applied for. So 13 days, complete solitary confinement. No visitors, no, no letters, no TV, media, nothing. Just be there, right? But all right. And at the actually it was 14 days. And then at the 13th day, they just applied for a new stay. And they did that every time because it was legal to go over 14 days. So they made sure to just overloop it. There was right. like this loophole in the law saying that if it was separate ones, it's not going to count as one stay. So I stayed in there for three months. And that kind of fucked me up royally. So I started to draw everything I saw and I started to think about how I can release my body weight on the sink and all those crazy thoughts that I've never had before. And I'm jealous, sickingly jealous. Like I think of everything that my girlfriend is doing with another man as I'm in this cell alone. So really creating my own pain and reality. So after three months, they were going to let me out because now they had received a lot of evidence, basically convict or arrested 40 of my friends saying that I was the leader of this criminal fucking league. Showing this in the national paper with like 50 or 20, 20 or 50, a lot of people, 41 probably. In this paper on two pages, all of them black. Like this person was from here, this age, blah, blah, blah. Two of them were red. And it said that one of these 20 year olds set fire to the mall, right? Was supposed to be anonymous, but everyone at that time knew exactly who that was. So they could just as well just a picture, a name, how I eat and shit every morning. Very clear, right? And um, I saw how my reality shifted every day because I was waiting for something I never knew was going to come. I could try to just live in my brain, seeing where I could go, but it would never change because it was depending on what they would allow me to do, right? Yeah. So I went through a lot of things and tried to become what people say that you have to become in prison. You have to become this hard person that's not going to back down and stuff. And that made me try to be someone that, again, I'm not, which I guess just got things to the next level, right? There was a lot of things that happened in that prison, and I feel, I know, that right now it feels weird talking about it because I've never shared it. This is, uh, this is actually a new shift for me. Okay, so, <laughs> um, in the prison, people were of all kinds, right? This was a maximum prison system, and we were just locked in this place because after seven months, I figured I could start to see people again. And I got into this gen pop. One of the pre people in there had a razor blade in his mouth that he had practiced shooting out of his mouth because his Iranian uncle or something or father had taught him how to protect himself in those conditions. Just knowing that that dude was going around with a razor blade in his mouth, it did something to my mind. And then knowing what other people were in for, like horrible. The people you see in the news were sitting and eating lunch with. Right. And it was 
I was just going through what I could. We had a good relationship with everyone and it was just our reality. We had just had to adapt to that environment, right? So I took up studying. I started to read Harry Potter to get out of my head. I started to just do things to live in another place. And then the trial comes up and there they are. Everyone that I hurt, everyone that I put through all that pain, my ex sitting there on the stand with her father behind her, a MC leader from the West part of country, like, Last time I saw him, I was basically asking his daughter to date him. It's asking him if it, if it was okay for him. He was on a motorcycle party or a festival with all of his charter. And he was the leader. And as I asked him, how are you doing, right? Trying to open the communication. He said, this guy should have been buried and killed right now for what he did to his daughter, to my daughter. There was a lot of people there. And I said, I agree. And I should have brought the shovel. Because I kind of knew that I was going to be fucked either way in that situation. Yeah. Was, if I tried to just be as positive, I guess, as I could, I had no understanding of what I have today. So I just tried to do what I felt was best. And he said that it requires something special for you to come up here, knowing who's here, to ask again to date my daughter, who you put through hell when you went to prison the first time. And how jealous I was of her and everything that I did. So... When I was in prison, I was jealous and I burned that right out. When I came out, I was a different person, not jealous anymore. So I met her and wanted to kind of continue what we had. But then I got into the whole robbery thing, went to prison, and now his father has all that experience. Of it, right? So it was a tense situation and seeing how she relived those moments, how she broke down. She was accused by the defenders like, or the attorneys. Whole shit show. And this happened for all the victims. After that, I figured I'm never going to do this again, ever. And I put all the cards on the table. I said that I'm going to explain my part in this and nothing else. That's what I know. That's what I'm going to talk about. And then he's the partner, my partner's attorney started to say, can you deny that my client had anything to do with this? Like this murder spree or this uh, robbery spree and all these crimes and all that stuff. And I said, no, I'm not going to deny or confirm anything. I'm going to take responsibility for what I did and tell it from my story and my point of view, because I actually feel it's kind of a dick move to, to put me on a stand, literally put me on the stand, make me decide if I was gonna throw myself under the bus for him so that he comes off scot-free, while he was also the one initiating a lot of these actions. So I told him my story, and it was like four or six, between four and six days, this courtroom, and it was just being there every day, going through every single detail of your life and more. Now, did you masturbate in this tissue next to the bed? I don't know. Maybe. Right? Things that has nothing to do with the case. They, they yeah. talk on it. And when I got out, I swore that when I got, actually, I'm out jumping ahead. When we got home or back to the prison from the uh, courtroom, he saw me as a snitch because I had told something that was not to his liking. And he actually had to either fabricate a story where he was not part of this, telling a completely different narrative, mm. or trying to just admit what he did and say and collaborate with the story so that people know the entire picture, right? You have those, we call those SLS intersections. You know you have a choice and you need to do it. But it's going to be tough. And it's going to be you accepting something different. But he did. But he was pissed because now he had three years in prison himself, like me, right? We, we got sentenced to three years. And I had been in prison for a long time already because 
know, I, by now I was a working criminal, basically. So I was in prison from eight, 2008 to 2011. And then I started this journey where I tried to just create my freedom. I swore I was never going to go back to prison. And I wanted to create my own freedom because I had blood clots still. I was, I was still victimized, basically. But then I go and I meet this girl at a job that I got, and we get a son at like long story short, soul sucking job. There's actually not a lot to say about soul sucking jobs. <laughs> factory factory jobs, you know what it is, right? You don't have to. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I met this girl. We had a son, and he changed my perspective because at this time I was a sex chat operator. Ch oh my God! Seeing the darkness of that side of the internet, I was in the company that has a whole bunch of female profiles, and they will basically chat regardless of sex or name or actually identity of this person, they will chat with people who have paid to chat with that person. It was a horrible world. Seeing people being in love and wanting to meet a fictitious person and your base, your job is basically to deceive them. That is literally yeah. your job. So I was doing that and then I got my job with my son trying to make my money streaming and YouTube and creation, all that stuff. Got my son and saw that I can't do this. I have to do something. And me and his mom split up and in the uh, coverage or in the severance, as we divided up the things after the relationship, she got me four or four to six tickets to a festival. And I figured I needed to have a break. So I went to that festival as part of those tickets, met my soul friend, my the love of my life, Michelle, and had a daughter with her. Just that alone, just that festival cannot be described in less than a book because it was a dent in the universe, love is first, as, at first sight, and a whole bunch of things that just concludes, concludes and basically, what is it, confirms that all of this is a thing. When you're doing these things, you're going to lead to new things that's just going to continue evolving, right? Yeah, that, that festival completely changed my view of life, but they got deported. And during that time, I found psychedelics, I found quantum physics, epigenetics, I studied how to improve myself, try to get them back, set goals, try to help as many as I could with my experience, learn marketing, sales, was working as a coach for different companies and then figured if I can do all of this, learned all of the things within sales, advertising, marketing, all those things before, why can't I use that for myself? But what do I want to do? What, what do I want to share, right? Yeah. That has put us up to this new path, meeting like-minded people, developing SLS, uh, the whole thing that we're doing, just creating something so unique that people cannot really put them in the, into words, right? so we have to invent our own, inside of like this legacy forge, we call it the legacy forge, where you come in and you use your path to create your strength, from past or pain to power, warrior, warrior to warrior, and just all these mess to message, that is a, one, that is a good one. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. yeah. It's in, insane. That is yeah. that is the, the cliff notes of the journey, I think. And that is the first time I've tried to be that detailed. Thank you. Man. That's Whoa. an that's an amazing story, man. Thank you for sharing it. Like I, I feel like I get to know you more. And I'm glad I don't know the old tour. That guy was a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> See, that is the beautiful thing about it, because I started to document my journey through the 100-day challenge. After what I just shared, the journey is documented. Yeah. Everything is online. I've documented everything since that moment in time in 2018. 
and 100 days and the journey and everything that happened afterwards. It's insane. Okay, so I, I've, I've learned something from that story. And I, I'm curious, like, that is such an amazing transformation. And it's, first off, it, it takes a lot of balls to share that. I, I'm truly thankful for that. That's a cool, uh, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable like that, especially when you have come from a place where vulnerability was probably looked at as a sin or weakness. You know, it's, yeah, I, I can hear you, man. I can see the strength in all of you guys and I, I admire it. But the true strength is being able to look back at the past and seeing this thing you thought was strength wasn't strength. It was the illusion of strength. And in fact, you were trying to chase strength by being this person that you weren't, man. But you you have something toward you, you know, and, and I, I see this in a lot of people where even some of the people who play the role of the worst criminal, they have this ability to look into the souls of other people. When you were in your criminal phase, you could probably see vulnerability in other people and you exploited it. But it seems now you have the ability to see this thing in other people and build upon it, right? To create yeah. like, and, and you know what that is? Like that's that ability to see that in other people is because you can see it in yourself, man. And I'm so fucking glad that you have become the person you have, man. That takes a lot to do. Most people can't, most people get stuck down there. And I, when you say things like, look, the energy down here, you can push yourself down and down and push yourself up. And up. that's something that only someone who's been there uh, can, I think can do. That, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the people who carry the bags, uh, need to do, need to do it because they have to give the tools to others, you know. Right, and can you see? Can you see the bags you've been carrying, Marcel? You were locked in a room, and all of a sudden, you are starting to see the very foundation which you came from. You're starting, you, Marcel, and what I've heard from you say, you you talked about growing up as a child and having this trauma, and then recently, hey, I've locked myself in this room. You're beginning to see the patterns in your life. Yeah. And pretty soon the next step is you're going to be able to see all the things that happened to you in the lives of other people. And you are becoming the guy that's going to have his own group of people and you are going to be the leader. You're going to be the teacher. And like, I, I can see what you guys are doing, man. I can see. It is. It's, it's, it's challenging though. You're Please. an amazing guy, man. You know what happened here? You know what they tried to explain in the secret and all those things? Right. We've just seen it happening in this podcast. The last hour just explained all of it. Yeah. It comes from being open, I think. And it, it, yeah. it comes yeah. it's hard. It's let, okay. So in the beginning of the conversation, when you when you were when Stian was telling his story to her, I saw you reach over to him and say, It's hard though. It's hard mm -hmm. though. Like I, I think cool. that it's very difficult to maintain and it takes it takes a lot of um discipline in order to mm -hmm. maintain where you're at when times yeah. get tough and they will get tough like that's what are some things what yeah right that that's where the tribe comes in what are some of the challenge have, have you ever found yourself in some challenging times since you've begun this new journey tour and you've 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 yeah. had these old friends i'm sure that it's points in time the the dark night of the soul creeps up sometimes or you have old people that try to suck you back down how, what are some strategies that you use in order to maintain a higher consciousness? I think that is really deceptively simple. Okay. It's accept. Basically accept. Like if people come, when you, I guess when you get through a certain point, you're going to transcend the material. 
So it's not going to be a thing about where you're going to live. It's not going to be a thing about how are you going to get around in a vehicle or whatever. I think it's, it's more of a physical energy as lower, the lower you go, right? Harder to move. When you get up, the energy gets lighter. So it's a lot easier to see the actual problem because all the other problems are away. There's not a hundred problems at once. There's just a few and you can kind of prioritize, right? And when you do that enough, I guess you get really conscious of this energy. Like if you feel that dissonance or you're not harmonizing as well anymore, you're gonna be able to see like, okay, I need to make a decision here. So last time, there has been a lot actually. Me and the girl I met at the festival, we have split up. We're not together right now. Although I love her and she's a part of my soul and she does that same with me. We're not together because we're trying to redefine relationship. We're trying to see that it is a bit, it's possible to live a life in SLS where you're completely free and the person you're with is completely free. And the reason you're together is because you both choose it and it's the best option of all the options. But if you want to go and do something with someone else, be free, go ahead. Because I know that you choose me at the end and if you don't, I'm okay with that. But it's coming to that point of saying, I'm okay with that. Like I, we broke up because of this energy works on completely different frequencies on some levels, right? But we connected really well in others. So it's about what do you really want? When we had to go in there and I had to take this conversation, it was like biting the bullet. It was saying, listen, we have to talk about this. This is not benefiting any of us, right? Both of us are being dragged down and both of us should be free. So how can we fix that? And then it's like, well, for me, is this, this, this? Well, for me, is this, this, this? And it's like, okay, are you willing to go on a journey? Do you want to try to fix this? Although the answers can only come from within, right? And then just going on that discovery, wanting to make the journey. And then as you go, I guess more love is just overshadowing things. So the hard thing, it's like ice bathing. It's hard for the first seconds, but if you go through it, you're in it. Then it's just right away. It's the same thing with everything. It's just what consequences are you willing to accept for doing those choices? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you do, you know that you see most likely that the reality that happened as a consequence was not the reality that you created trying to imagine the solution or imagine the consequence before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's accepting and just be here right now. Everything that's happening is that we are having this conversation, right? Yeah. 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 I recently have some have had some experiences, you know, uh, I'm straightening up my life and like making up for my past. So I've had some difficult conversations to make, uh, but I felt it was really necessary, you know, to really get, get, yeah, get further in my development. And I was like, oh, standing for in, in front of the call and like, oh, fuck, no, I don't want to do this. Try to meditate for a long time. It's no, it's like, it was so, I felt like so much fear, even though I knew I've been in these experiences before and I knew on the other side, it's, it's what I want, you know, but mm. the fear is still there for some reason. Um, yeah, I had my tribe to lean on and I also, you know, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. Transformative, SLS. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Stian, I got, I got a question for you, Stian. How do you think you would have reacted had you met Tor 15 years ago and you met him? Wow. Oh, yeah, but like the old mm. Tor? Yeah. yeah. Good question. Well, you know, yeah. How would I <laughs> Well, you know, I was like, 
five or six years old, but uh, I would probably <laughs> like if, if, uh, yeah. if you were your age now and you yeah, had met the old yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, uh, you know, from where I'm now, I would, I would probably see that he's, uh, he's troubled somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and I've come to the conclusion that it's not people's fault for being or becoming what they are, you know, so from this perspective, I would not have judged him and I would... Because yeah. people are not their actions. Yeah, they're not their actions. Yeah. They're, or they're, you're, yes, the experience that you go through, but what you do with them is up to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Being able to see that people can change. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, a good answer. Oh, that actually brings me to the question, what part of your um, shift would you say psychedelics have had? No? Like, yeah. Dude. Good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I lost my daughter, I experienced something completely different. Never, ever seen something of that nature. So it got me curious what's more because I didn't have those thoughts. Got to meditating and through meditation, which I also documented in the 100 day challenge, I found one thing, one episode. I don't know which one it is, but I go into this really deep meditation, like a long one. And I went on a very, very vivid and emotionally heavy journey. I went from me and just visualizing as far as I could out of the universe. And then as I went, less planets, all of a sudden it was just this black to white line. And all of a sudden I was back into another universe, which was negative of what I just came from. Right. So I went back into myself from there and then out of myself and into myself. And then all of a sudden I had created this multidimensional snowflake in my head as a Pixar movie, which zoomed out into a drop of air which then did this Pixar thing where it just went up to a whale, which turned into an eye and then popped. And when I got out, I was, I was sweating. I was hard to breathe. Like I, I, I was really shook because I was like, what the, f-? right? <laughs> and that got me thinking that this came from something that I really didn't consciously think about. So I started to investigate more. How can I get deeper? Yeah. And I found the Silva method and I tried different meditations and I tried Wim Hof and I, I read books and took courses and all of a sudden I found plant medicine like cannabis and was able to get even deeper. And there was something in it that was, that is not what I've been told. I'm supposed to eat the faces of the neighbors right now. Right. So it kind of shook me to the core. It's like, this is not what the reality I have been living in was like. And um, it got me more interested, got me into reading about psychedelics. And I tried LSD. I had been, by then I had read so much that I knew. Yeah. A lot about my mind and it became all of a sudden it became necessary for me to be the guide of the two experienced trippers that were sitting there who had just taken two back to back right so i came in there not knowing what i went into but you know i saw that they had a good time kind of scared of everything <laughs> and it was like wow i hope that doesn't happen to me right i was just thinking just going through all these motions and seeing what that was next day i called canada for a machine that creates wool and it had broken down. So I was like, where's the manual? <laughs> I got the manual. I read through it, which was insane because it was fast. I was feeling it more. Than I was reading it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to call them. I called them. Dave picks up and says that, um, yeah, not often they get a call from Norway at this hour, right? <laughs> they wanted to send a specialist in two weeks time. I was like, but I think that the problem is on the L205 on the back rear thingy, right? <laughs> and I just, I, I went fucking technical on his ass. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, and okay. Yeah, you just do that. You go in there, you, you loosen a little bit and then just tap really slightly, 
I was like, all right, thank you. That's all I need to know. And I fixed that thing. And then I was like, that was new. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so the clarity phase was something that I really enjoyed. But I didn't really enjoy going into it like, and then being there for God knows how many, two days, I think. It took mm-hmm. a lot of time before I got that. But it opened my eyes to psychedelics and what that was. And I started to think that I did not use that as the other people did. They were sitting there right. having a party, trying to see. Right. I right. went in and saw things that I never had, I'd never considered. Right. So I guess, yeah, that was actually one of those. I tried, I was actively looking for the things in my brain to kind of confront and see and, and expand and do things with. And I found mushrooms. I started to learn how to create mushrooms, like cultivating mushrooms with reishi and turkey tail and lion's mane, all these mm-hmm. amazing plant freaking aliens. And just blew my mind. I found Paul Stamets, which introduced right. me to mushrooms, cubensis and similaseada, like liberty caps. And I found this love, this deep and intense, like really love in <laughs> liberty caps. Like, it was something, because it was so true. It, yeah. was, it was truth for me. Other mushrooms put a filter on my mind and I saw different colors and all that stuff. But Liberty Cap made me really see the person that I need to confront. Mm. It was talking over the face to tell me, now you need to listen here. Boy. <laughs> right? Very like a friend who would tell you to your face and you can deal with it. Yeah. Not stand in the back and pretend to be something else. So it was honest. I loved that with it. And I started to experiment with microdosing and meditation and just getting to a completely new level. Like kind of level. (laughs) (laughs) And I just could not understand why people had not seen this before. Like, what the hell are we doing if this is not a completely default thing that happens, right? So I had to go and learn a lot about that. And I joined a group, like 200 people, I think. And, uh, you know, 200 people. (laughs) And now we're about 7,000. I think we're just about to cross 7,000 people all about liberty caps and so i learned so much i t- taught others learn more right have you heard of fa- the fast method by uh jim quick no please share me share yeah. with me it's basically when you're learning something f forget that you know anything about it so you're not going to go into it with any prejudice or trying to figure like that ah, i know that i don't need that go in with a completely new mind forget everything that you know active so take notes ask questions and just be there right state have a mindset of actually wanting to learn and be curious and wanting like what's why behind what you're doing and then teach teach so you're teaching it and you're learning it twice and the more you do that the more of an understanding you get the more ideas you're getting fed the more the whole understanding of the entire concepts are being seen and all of a sudden you find quantum physics and unity and all those things that you thought was hard right but it's all about energies so that group yeah that group grew and uh, yeah, that, that's just the bit of the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> now Man. we're figuring out, we're learning how to really take it to the levels after yeah. the 10 next levels, right? We have right. started something today, which has been a complete resonance all the time. And we have just been expanding consciousness all through the day. It's been a, actually yeah. on the parking lot, we were standing and talking. And then he's going, like, Oh my God. it's just oh my god like the the trinity the the, everything the energy and flow in the thing that we created was just 
Oh my amazing. God. Oh my God. We popped. We popped out of it. Like we were so deep in it. That was like, holy shit. We needed to sit down yeah. and start breathing. What is going on? It was interesting to relax. Feel I'm flying. Yeah. So what I'm seeing here is this tribe. Uh, we're meeting our fears. We get comfortable to being our, in our fears to get the greatness. Mm-hmm. Because the greatness is so big that the fear is so small. Mm-hmm. You know? Love overshadows the shadow. Yeah. It's Follow so... Am- I'm sorry? <laughs> Follow the light. Love. Yeah. I want to go, but there's so much in there, man. Thank, I'm super stoked to be... To, I can't believe this is like your guys' first coming together. It, like you guys, yeah. this is, a, oh, this so is an intense conversation, yeah. man. This is yeah, I can this feel the intensity. The first thing, like George, you're gonna oh, always be so George. so special to us. Yeah, what? George. What? I'm part. So I'm part of it, man. Yeah, yeah you are. You are. So okay, when so are we going to meet next year? Yes. When is when I'm coming out there, or you guys come out here or something? We'll figure it out, man. I'll bring my team. Yeah. yeah. Just hang out a little bit. We're gonna build this amazing uh, ice bathing hut. So just yeah, we're totally, man. Yeah. Totally, <laughs> man. We hope some of the see those who are looking at this. We hope the person who are looking at this who really wants to experience this. And we know how it feels like to live in fear because yeah. I, I have I have one mind blowing idea. Mm. How many people are listening to you, George? I think we'll probably reach about maybe 500 to 1,000 people on the first day. First day. Okay, so we need we, – we said a year. We needed 400 people to try to get this energy thingy. We said a year, but we just need to communicate that if anyone wants to, we can do it in a month. Yeah, <laughs> 400 people. We want 400 people. We want to build an energy that the universe is going to – explode you know but we know that we can make it happen mm-hmm. yeah absolutely people. here's the thing though like if if anyone feels called to do this yeah. you need to be willing and open and wanting to go into that fear yeah. wanting to be a little weird standing yeah. like this woo, like on the beach in the off, in the public right yeah. you need to be wow. going with the flow <laughs> go with the flow <laughs> Maybe it feels like a little bit different yeah. right now where you're sitting, but remember, we're all a tribe, we're mm-hmm. a pack, we're going to motivate you, uh, we are in the same frequencies, we are the same energy. This, maybe it feels like difficult right now where you sit, mm-hmm. but it's not going to feel that difficult when you're in it. Yeah. And dude... I, uh, my, my life was, I felt so hopeless because I, I, I decided to die, but you know, even I made it, man. Even I made it. And if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. yeah that's true. Oh, that's a beauty. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, Stian, like what, what was it? Like at the, at the moment you were at your depths of despair, was there a thought that came into your mind or a light that let, lit up for you that was like, wait a minute, this is wrong. Like, was there something that came to you in that moment? Well, you know, the, okay, the, like the moment I, I, I knew, actually subconsciously, but the moment I knew I was not ready to die, was actually because I had some shanga, some DMT, and I put that in a joint, right? right. I smoked that at the beach, like my life was already fucking hopeless, let's fucking try DMT, you know? <laughs> so I smoked it in, in two swans. Uh, you know the swans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so beautiful, dude. 
flew past me and like suddenly we connected and they turned around and like they flew towards me and we connected like and they were asking me like yeah are you gonna join are you ready and i was like oh, oh no wait oh no wait i'm not ready i'm not ready yet you know and then yeah i've come oh to realize now oh that's that's God. what that was i i I'm, that's when i knew i was not really i didn't really want to die i just i, I thought so yeah yeah life um, calling you back man like you ain't done yet you got people to teach you got uh, lessons to learn you have people that you're gonna inspire man you ain't coming over here yet you ain't ready yeah holy <laughs> shit yeah Marius, what about you? Like you had mentioned a second ago that, you know, you had a very nice message to people about like, hey, look, if you're feeling in fear or there's another thing out there, was there a, what was it for you in the moment where you decided to take the next step? Uh, back in 2018, I was uh, in the system and got a lot of diagnosis mm -hmm. and got a lot of medications. Right. So I ran in on a seven month psychosis every day every single day psychosis right psychosis right so what i've seen is that when we take this psychedelic and uh, we make this energy flow it's like the same way to be in, in a psychosis kind of thing you know that's what they identify that as that's, that's, that's their label for you their sickness they put on you yeah 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 and so. and i tried and i smoked a little bit of cannabis and they told it was the cannabis to make you sick man but the doctor in amsterdam tells me that with cannabis with the right cbd and thc resets brain function with psychosis mm. it's important to say that yeah because yeah. psychosis uh, when you can control it, you just have a contact with the universe. So my opinion of this is that when I was really low down and I was sick of the medication, the universe grabbed me and showed me myself. I got this self-confidence that was so high. I was running at the beach naked, screaming in the water, you know, and feeling this relief. And this love and this worth like a person you know i get this when i looked at the sun the sun was and i was breathing at the sun did inhalation and breathing at the sun the sun gets stronger and bigger i can feel it coming through me and i i, I experienced so much energy from above that was and then and that was the time i took contact with tor eric mm -hmm. who taught and I believe that we was in family. I believe that he was some kind of brother to me and I needed to contact him. So that's when the whole, um, uh, the whole thing happened. So when I took the psychedelic and uh, special today, I saw that psychosis is this kind of energy, but some kind of out of control because you don't know what happened. Yeah, it's, it's the doctors say that this is. Uh, we will never find out what psychosis is. It's a stupid statement. That's what the doctor <laughs> says, you know. So what is psychosis? I'm trying to learn something about it, and I have learned a lot. But uh, I think the universe will show me what really psychosis is. And you have forgot that like psychosis, you know. <laughs> yeah. So don't be afraid, you guys, if you believe psychosis or something. If you get 
CBD or something you can calm it down. But then again, just just to clarify, mm -hmm. when you were psychotic, how many people were you consciously hanging around with that could bring you to the next level? Oh. So you were alone trying to I fix the same problem with the alone, same but I, Yeah, I was alone, but I was talking about my uh, uh, look at life, you know? And that made you seem crazy. Yeah, right? that's made me seem crazy. And then the police came by my door uh, because I was so happy. I was so excited about the universe. I was talking about this energy and cannabis and nature and that the system is a lie and they try to kill us with what they're saying on the tv because if you're say saying the same fear so so many times your brain is going to believe it you know right but our brain is so stupid but so, also so smart so it's important to understand that if the tv tells you something but you know it's not true but the, your brain but you, you hear it every day your brain will believe it in the end. So, and this was before the entire world shit show that we know as media happened. So, being that guy that said it back then, yeah, before everything had been uncovered, it really takes a toll. People are looking at you as you're a fucking crazy person. Yeah, yeah. But so, you know that says a lot. <laughs> it does. In in a world that is, in a world that is full of lies. The yeah. person who sees clearly looks like the criminal. The person who yeah, sees exactly. clearly, right, is the person everyone is running away from. Like, that guy is crazy. No, you're the person telling the truth. You're the person yeah. ringing the bell. Hey, look, there's a problem here. And because think about what it means for the majority of people, for them to understand that every a lot, I don't want to say everything, but the majority of what people believe, their reality is not reality. So when you begin reminding them that there's a problem, they have to call you crazy. Otherwise, they have to begin to think that maybe they're a little crazy. And people don't yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. They don't like that. Yeah, exactly, man. And they'll put you away for that. Like, hey, get out of here. You're ruining the party, man. We want to yeah, live in fantasy man. land. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, as we are starting to openly share how we yeah. see it, other people right. see that and find the courage to share their story. And then yeah. that is how we get yeah, to another because place. we're not alone anymore. Yeah. We're together about this. I mean, just three here, just three yeah. here, and you there. And yeah, every great philosopher in history was put in prison. You know, exactly. every right, the original thinkers, like you know, when when it was um, Galileo and these these Copernicus, they're like, hey, we're not the center. Well, yeah. what happened? They're, they were shut up. They were shunned. They were put to death. All these people, like. You know, the there's there's burn, yeah. The, the witches, witches, right? Nature, nature medicine, and this universe. Oh, yeah. That's too much, man. Burn, they, burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Insane. It and is. It's crazy. Relationships. How that just got introduced and taught to us from every movie angle and Hollywood and media and just everything. How mar yeah. marriages were not for love. It was to strengthen the family, to right. keep yeah. the kingdom. To be like yeah. people marry themselves or their kings, like their sister. And this has been a corrupted system from way back when they didn't know shit. Now yeah. we just know better. Yeah. Although yeah. poor fucking royalty. Yeah, this it's so interesting. You know, when I when I think of the word history, I think of mm. the I think of it as two words, his story. When yeah. you look at it from that angle, it's just yeah. a story that was told to you since you were a child. 
And the people that find themselves losing it later in life, whether they turn to crime or whether they, they have psychosis or whether they try to commit suicide or, you know, they, we do all kinds of things in our life because things don't make sense. And it's usually people like us, people that get up and who have calluses on their hands and go to work every day. Like we are the leaders. It's up for, it's up to us to make the change in society. And the people on top can't make the change. They're used to controlling stuff from the top down, but that's not where change happens. Change happens from the bottom up. From people from like you going out and making the world different. From people standing around and saying, what, like, think about what that guy said to you. What is the secret? Like, here's yeah, a guy looking secret, at three yeah. people, like, right? I think <laughs> we're talking about it right now. Like, this is the secret, you know? I want to shift gears for a minute, too, Tor. You had mentioned that when you had called the company in Canada and were able to explain about, like, the LD500 link. LD05 nuggets thingy. Thank you. Okay. So I have, I was recently talking to the president of the Australian Psychedelics Association, and he brought up some things that I I think you would find incredibly relevant in that when taking psychedelics, and I'm sure everyone in your group will find this interesting. You know, when we take psychedelics and we do it in a way that is conscious, we have our intention there, you can begin to see some fabrics of lies stripped away and you can begin to see clearly the mechanism of action. And for you in that particular case, it was the problem with this machine is probably over here. You know, it's interesting to me and I'm curious to get your opinion on this. The same way you were able to think about the mechanics of that machine. So too, are you able to see the mechanics of relationships with other people? Can you like, right. It's interesting how that, how psychedelics allows us to, to, yes, to see the patterns, to see the mechanism of actions, not only in mechanical things, but also in relationships. And I'm wondering, have you, can you see that? And can you leverage that? That, yes, absolutely. That is what it is all about. That is a a lesson. lesson. Like you go from the mechanical, the physical into flow and possibility. We we talked about, we talked about, you don't know what you don't know. Right? right, but people have a very strong opinion about almost everything that someone told them. Blah blah blah. You know that line. Right. But if you feel it, you can't deny it. There's no possible way. So, when you make sure that people not just learn but they experience it, they're gonna see. They're gonna just remember how that solution felt, what they actually wanted, they're, what they're searching for. Right. I'm sorry if I'm. Am I segueing now? Because oh. I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> we were just going into mechanism of action and mechanics yes, and yeah. yeah so when you t- kind of strip away as you said you strip away those lies and those things that just make, doesn't make sense anymore so you kind of just clean the system it's like rebooting right. a 10 year old computer after having mm-hmm. installed porn puppies do they have map <laughs> i don't think they have <laughs> but the thing is like you're clogging the system and when you're taking that hard reset or tossing out the bathwater, you're going to be more clearly able to see that energy like I saw it, I, I was, you need to do a story again, guys. I once, when I got into this, I saw that there was never different levels, different potencies and like experiences from those different doses. So micro dose, right. subliminal, you won't feel it. Right, right. And starting to go into a moderate amount and then as higher you go. And normally people will say that five grams of Liberty Caps is a high dose. And if you go for eight, well, then you're gonna, <sighs> Right. That is ego death in a bottle. And then I was like, I had a blood clot, right? Right. Well, um, it's very important that I say a blue, I had. Oh, I'm out of confidence. 
Nice. Can I have five glass contacts? <laughs> Sorry, weird. Tracy Cotton now. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, where was I? Yeah, about you know the program and stuff. The trail, yes. So I, I had blood clot, and I figured that for that to remove itself through epigenetics, to create creating the system that will kind of not be hospitable for that thing. Right. Okay. I had to overshower over it with love to make sure that the system is going to overpower the disease. And for that to happen, I had to see things differently. So I figured I need to be okay with death. And that is one of those things that psychedelics has mm -hmm. to do, right? It removes right. Fear. But, so beautiful. Yeah. So I was sitting there, 12 grams of liberty death, <laughs> just because I needed a big artillery in my ass. Right. This was as I was also learning what those things are. Right. So, um, I had I had had so many trips behind me that I kind of knew where I was going, and I just went for it. So I put on a uh, I put on a soundscape. I had a trip sitter, my uh, my ex, and I just lay down after drinking this horrible water that I completely misjudged. Like instead of having one cup of twelve grams, mm -hmm. I, think I had like three big IKEA glasses with a lot of water, and I had to drink. It, <laughs> it was like, oh my god, what have I done? Right, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hundreds of stuff went into soon for that. Before. Right, but it took like five or ten minutes before I was not there anymore. I had to lay down and I put my phone on my chest, and I was like, "Yeah, that cannot be there," because I felt like it was pushing all of a sudden, it was just mm. pressing down. Then re remove that. I felt like my entire body, all my cells, opened. I could hear the pop. I was talking to them about it earlier. I hear literally my cells pop in my ear, and it would, there's a lot of cells. <laughs> so sometimes it just takes ages, thousands of years for that to just go through. But as I was lying there, it was just taking me like an F-16 fighter jet, right? I was opening my eyes, too much was happening. I could not keep them up, so I just closed them again. Right. And then I felt the energy being more free because I'd removed the device that was radiating. So I saw my energy, or I felt, I sensed it. It was like I had a visual mental representation of the room I was in. So I knew where things were. I was hearing with my senses instead of seeing things and just making sense of it. And so I saw this frequency that was above my head as I was lying in the couch. And I figured if that is where I am, and I saw this other frequency taller, like higher up, I was like, if that is where I want to go, I need, just need to, and then I just pulled that, I pushed it, I like, took that energy and just pushed up. And as, as it hit that desired frequency, I was like that clear. I was just opening my eyes, sitting back up, looking straight in my eyes of the my ex. And she was like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but right now I have all the answers to every single question in the universe. So fire away, you have a little face and you should do this right now. <laughs> so she was like, okay, she started to ask. And you know, lo and behold, those answers were spot on. And I don't even remember the answers, but I have recorded videos of me talking to the camera during that, that moment oh yeah yeah that's a conversation yeah. i have not reviewed <laughs> so well, maybe i'm talking to myself now yeah. oh my god right okay i got up and i got the guitar because i can't i can't play the guitar but um i heard the music i heard some melody in my head and i just had to get it out of my head and i started to just make sounds i wasn't able to make my finger finger so i was just all over the place and then you saw these sound waves go boom, 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 into the room. I was like, whoa, never saw that before. That was interesting. And so I just started to think. And I was really, I was really deep into it when I thought, holy shit, it's 11 a.m. What the fuck am I doing? 
right? I got that paranoia. I was <laughs> right, totally. I was 12 grams of criminal. <laughs> it was the most horrible. Oh my God, just hold me, right? I was there. So I got an embrace. I was like, I'm safe. Again. And then she, like, she had to go. I couldn't, like, I was, I couldn't go anywhere. So I just had to stay put. Yeah. I think I was going to go to bed, but I didn't know how to sleep. And I didn't know how the bed worked or what I was or why there was a phone there and how to use it. There was a lot of things that happened. <laughs> so I was lying there for 500 years, it seemed. And then I figured I should probably get something to eat to try to, deep, to get down again. Because this is and then I did. I, I started to just eat some fruit. I got back. I thought it was over. <laughs> Next wave. Oh, oh my God. So my, I, I started to really find my balance again. And that's a part I love because when my, my family came back home, I want to really shield my family from this thing, even though I'm, I know who I am. Like I'm filled with gratitude and love to a level that cannot be explained. And I'm taking part in their experience of reality. I'm be, I'm on their yeah. level. Like, There's right. a dinosaur in the kitchen. Really <laughs> going at like the stories and adventures that we've had. Superpowers from Bark. I've done some weird stuff. So I, I just love to go into that space, right? And we had some fun. She went to bed, and I was like, that was. Huh. I can't explain that. But that was before we had found SLS, right? And also, Ram Dass says that for those who've had the experience, no explanation is necessary. But for those who have not, that is possible. And no act in this situation. But then. I, I learned one immense thing, and that was you don't need 12 grams <laughs> ever. <laughs> but the things that has come after that has been like, I, I removed a lot of layers of the onion at the same time, and it just reset something huge. And after that, it is now the key to the universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the question, but I hope it answered it. <laughs> I think for those who, for, what, what was the quote again? For those who know there needs be no explanation, yeah, what? <laughs> most not, there is no explanation possible. I've never heard that before, but it's so true to the point, man. Yeah. So true. Yeah. What we have had all day, is that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I'm having a great time. I want to continue, but do you have your friend coming in? Is your oh, shit. Has he landed? I think it's about an it's hour and a half. Nine, it's 8.30. Yeah. He has oh, landed. My God. He has landed. Right? I just got the toilet that wipes your ass and opens the lid all of a sudden. <laughs> But we're building a bathroom, me and my dad, and nice. we just got the things installed. And it was a toilet that actually opens as you close it in. Have you ever had one of those automatic toilets? <laughs> no, never. That's I haven't heard about experience. it. <laughs> that I, is I an experience. This, I, I hear this tune as I approach. This, oh, <laughs> well, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. Well, I just got confirmed that we got, we got it. It's nice. Very <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, yeah, we do have a fourth member that we have to call, pick up, calm, yes, be panic, whatever his word. But we are an adventure, and he knew that. Who he comes in nine hours after him, expects us to be in the lobby. No, no, no. yeah, nice, yeah. So, what, yeah, are, are you guys still okay to go for a little bit longer, or I don't know, have you sent a message? Should we send a message? Yes, yeah. send him a message. He has not yeah. said anything. <laughs> no, I think it was seven or eight thirty, and it's like five minutes ago. So we're not that bad off. We're actually good friends. We remembered him. Yeah, right. Yeah. With a little help from George. Yeah. Thank you, George. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, there we go. Just hope that this is the right number. That will yeah, right? <laughs> this is such an adventure that you take yeah. part in. It's insane. I'm, ex I'm excited to be here, man. This is fun. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> Hello? Hi, hello, mate. The tour. Hi. Yeah, we met me sitting in a podcast. Other, we're. I'm actually going to just speak in uh, English so that they don't think that you know. Just have to wonder what I'm saying. So we we're actually at the podcast with the good George Monty from True Life, and we just all three of us. We did three some with with George. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. But we actually we're in a hotel lobby right now that we kind of scored from the. That is an amazing story as well. Like we're in a conference room that we scored in the lobby, but. Uh, yes, so we remember you and we we're going to come pick you up. Yes. That is fans. That is that's fantastic, bro. All right, so <laughs> try to act cool with those news. So, are you going to just meet us in uh, downtown? What this is Clar Clarion Hotel? Clarion Hotel, yeah. Clarion Hotel. You'll find us there. Elves. Mm -hmm. Clarion Elves. Right. Fantastic. Love ya. Bye. He has a funny story. He actually got offered eight hundred thousand dollars just a few days ago because of he wants to create a dream, which is a result of the one hundred day challenge. <laughs> so he's meeting the investor now and he's going to be held up until nine. We have we have time. Nice. <laughs> or he's nice. going to be meeting him at nine, I think. He's actually taking a lot of liberties. We have to drive two hours to get to Cam. Oh yeah, but you know. But this is huge. It is huge. This is this is like really, really. this is next level huge. Yeah. So we have an adventure ahead yeah. in any way we go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's amazing to see the adventure unfold. Like it's like I feel yeah. we're watching it happen, and here's the next stage, and here's the next stage. You know, it's yeah. it's like a choose your own adventure kind of a story here. It's like Harry yeah. Potter. Oh, yeah. Daniel yeah. Randall playing Harry Potter. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. He's just seeing what happens. happens. Kung Fu Panda. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. What do you think are the? Um, let me ask you this one. And, and this one's uh, this question is to all three of you, so anyone can feel free to take it here. What do you think? is the most important part about a relationship. Okay, that, I, I think there's three. Okay. Sex, trust, and communication. Okay, let's start with sex. Like, is, is do you think in any sort of relationship that way, like, is that the first thing that draws us to no. another person? What do you I, think I, that I, is? I think that is about, like, what's fear, right? If you're standing on a diving board and you're looking down, you have never jumped a 10 meter before, you're gonna feel something that is uncomfortable, right? Okay. We call that fear, but is that fear, or is that like in uh, like the, the dent from the unit, or like a nudge that something is about to happen if you go through this, right? Right. If you feel, because the way I met Michelle in the the festival, it was what people call love at first sight. Never, never seen it before. Uh, actually, just briefly the day before, when my buddy was just showing her his penis out of a dare, because <laughs> we can do that. Right. You know, there's a lot of drinking, a lot of alcohol. That right. Was right. Also, a different reality. Oh, excuse me. So Michelle came up to me, ashes in her entire face. And she's like, hi, who are you, right? Really out of it. I got to admit, not the best first impression, <laughs> but she's, she's going to scurry away when my friend showed his penis. So sure. didn't see anymore. the next day I was sitting there in this campfire site. The sun was shining. People were doing yoga. 
the energy was just amazing. I had no, you know, understanding of the concept yet, but I saw these two great silhouettes on the, on the pier. I was like, damn, <laughs> that was good. And then I just sat back down. And then all of a sudden these girls come in and they sit with the bench. Turns out it was the silhouettes, but I was like, by that time I started to try to explain try to experience the art in everything, right? And the right. human body, you gotta admit, it's like a piece of art. Sometimes it just, sure. cheers to that, right? That was a good piece of work. Right. And then she comes over and she looks me straight in the face. And now she does not have ashes in hers. So all of a sudden she was different and something clicked. And after that, we just continued the conversation with her friends. She was over there. She was doing some crazy things, sneaking up on a dude in a, like a, a bag a beanbag, scared the living crap out of him. And I was like, she crazy, I like that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, our eyes met again and we just sm smiled and I felt SLS. Uh, and I didn't know what it was, but I felt like, right? And she felt it too, because she came over and she sat down on the log behind me because I was just leaning on it. And I just put my head in her lap and she started to kind of cuddle me or just stroke. We, our eyes met and we said, hey, hey. That was it. That was it. And after that, the physical connection was amazing. So to answer your question, I don't think that for me, I just came over the word demisexual, where you don't feel sexually attracted until you are connected on a deeper energetic. Right. right. I had that with Michelle. So sex was one thing that we just aced out of the park, freaking all stars. I would say that, that's spiritual sex, right? I've never really experienced really merging into one person. And that was when I started to really go into energy work. I think that's why Todd Press came. Mm. <laughs> like there's, there's forces to be played with during that sure. little thing that most people don't appreciate. And we found this thing in each other, which was so strong that it carried everything else for six years. There was there were jealousy. There was a lot of things that it's, it created friction in the rela relationship. And I was not doing my best at home. Like I was lazy i was working from 5 a.m to 10 p.m trying to make the business work so that we can actually pay for the food that we have all that stuff so when i came in and i didn't have mental capacity to do the chores as well or got you know flagged for not caring about doing the chores or what there was a lot of things most people sure. can relate to that little back and forth and i started like she didn't want to see that we were two people who completed each other that could go towards the same goal instead of fighting two different battles on each side and then complaining about the other one not not doing it after a while we find out how to communicate but not in the yeah. best way because i think that the energy that you have through sex you can also have through communication the energy that you get through communication and sex can also be had through trust just knowing the freedom of not owning a person and being 100 yeah. percent accountable and honest with yourself, knowing that happiness comes from within and you choose to be with the other soul that you've found, right? Yeah, yeah. Connecting on all different levels. Yeah. So I think that if you feel really good energetically, you can connect on all the levels that resonate and you're going to feel if you resonate. Yeah. So I think that the most, to answer the question, the most important thing for a relationship is resonance in a variable space, I guess, in a variable, uh, because if you're too far away, you kind of never make it work. If you're too close, you're basically the same and there's not going to be any fun in that. But if you're just enough away, you can build on each other on the things that both have and lack, basically. And then just move, but you have to be yeah. kind of similar and then find that joy together. Yeah. 
which starts with resonance. Mm. But there's pain in that. You have to be able to kind of accept that you have to go on a journey. Yeah. One, a, a wise woman told me once that if you're thinking of, about a person and you don't know why you're thinking about that person, mm. yeah, that was key. It's not really that. It's not really you that's thinking of that person. It's that person that's thinking of you. You're connected. Wow. I never heard that before. That's fucking blows that. my mind. But yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Me and my friend, I had a friend from the US, Keith. Right. And we, he had my experience basically in the ayahuasca sphere, right? He knew everything about ayahuasca. He was living in Iquitos. He had over a hundred or 70 or hundred plus ayahuasca trips really going into it. And we had these conversations that very quickly turned to very deep friendship because as with relate, what is relationships, right? Is connections, is love. You can have that regardless of the gender, right? So we had this conversation that just connected us on a soul level. And we had those understanding of both parts of the equation, basically me with psychedelics in psilocybin and him with ayahuasca. And we saw these similarities that made us see that there were more like two ideas form three. And over time, we just felt each other. Keith yeah. had a different. Keith had his own frequency, and I could feel that when I was supposed to contact him, if I went into Messenger, very often that chat bubble would already be spinning because we had just done the same thing. We took action on what we think. That is huge. Think, feel, don't yeah, think. If you feel like you should do something, fucking do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> me and Michelle broke up, but we have had sex after we broke up. We've kissed after we broke up because we are honoring the connection, the energy not the label that people want to put on it. So when me and Keith got really close, I had this really weird picture and sensation of him whenever. So I could identify as this is the Keith frequency. All of a sudden, I felt like I had to talk to him and we call each other and he says that he's got a cancer that I can't even pronounce. All wow. of a sudden, from nowhere, he got this. Keith Aronowitz, by the way, Bart Boston 117 or seven. You're going to find him on Instagram. He was like a very big graffiti artist who deserves fucking respect for what he did. And well, I'm, I might be emotional on this one. Just saying, I'm going to do a uh, pilgrimage down to the US because they have made a, a honoring of him in graffiti on first street, F street, something. And I feel like what we had, I need to go down there to actually just take part in the spirit of Keith because in ayahuasca, spirits was the dominant thing. In psilocybin, there was frequencies. It was so fascinating. The spirit world and the universe, insane. But all of a sudden, like, I knew he had cancer. And time went by, and I was so fucking busy. I couldn't, yeah. I felt bad for not being able to do more. And then I, I figured, I'm going to send him a message. So I did. And then his, his um, wife answers back saying that he has chemo in his brain. He can't really communicate right now. I will reach out when he's feeling better. A little more time went by, but not a lot, right? So I reach out again because all of a sudden I feel, I feel Keith really hard. Like it was a kick in the stomach. And as I finally find the, the time to actually reach out two or three days later, I go into Facebook and the first thing I see is Keith. I see his picture of just, right? I was like, that's going to be make it easy. Now I can just go into his profile and call him. Yeah. And that was like in honor of Keith Aronowitz died this day or mm. born this day and died this day. And then it was a eulogy of his wife. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I think that what I felt, because the date of his death is the date I felt that shit. 
is it was his ascension. He went to the different level. And after that, I've actually had that feeling again. I've been feeling the Keith frequency, sensing what he would say in that this this situation or whatever, knowing that he is now where we try to fantasize towards. Like we try to explain the semantics of death through psychedelics, comatoses, like comas, near-death experiences, all these things that put you to the end of life. And then you have more to learn, right? We try to just really thinking ourselves through what would that be, the next chapter. And then if life is a game, you want to do everything that you can throughout this life with as much love as you can, facing the fears that you have been given, and then going through, when you come there, you're going to have a rich life where you was you were just fully valuable helping everyone around you. The ripple effect, right? Right. Although people have been known to die from that, Jesus and stuff. <laughs> but then we meet again, I guess. Or the, the energy trans energy can't die, it can just transmute. Right. We, that which was we, never born can never die. Yeah, exactly. So if we just because I the whole video, the journey of thought basically goes into science of how we are nothing but a subatomic quantum fluctuation on vacuum on the vacuum on a Planck scale. So like we're just little compass with little vibrations. It's a hard and a 20 minute long conversation. So we shouldn't do that right now. But then you are the universe, right? And just going with that frequency, seeing everything through that. I accepted that. I, I just, how did we get into frequencies? I think we just began talking about relationship and in relation yeah. to, so and then it's how do we get in the <laughs> yeah. same frequencies? Because how do we get in the same frequencies? Because yeah. we experience the same feeling. Because we're talking about our feelings, and we'll see other they're almost alike. You know, it's like a tuning fork, right? Like we, so once you see we, someone on it, you just begin to gravitate towards it and you tune yes, towards each other. Yeah. The same way a woman will tune other women into their menstrual cycle, right? Like, so too do we as all humans. Like if that happens in this set of humans, then wouldn't the same principle happen throughout humanity and all humans if we're vibrating on a certain level? Yeah, we would think that. But I think that most, more people need to actually show who they are. Like, Yes, people meditating and doing crazy shit, and people are asking questions, right? And then just doing that more. And then the more maybe, people are yeah. more people. maybe you can't vibrate on the same frequency unless you're honest with yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the point. Because when we when we was yeah. bathing, we were standing there and we had the same frequency. The people came because they can feel the love. You know? Yeah, you're getting pulled up. You're never getting yeah. dragged down if you don't yeah. focus on it. Yeah. You're doing what feels good, basically. Yeah. Right. Uh, quite recently, I've been like just fucking telling my truth and put it out there, like being me while I do it. Yeah. And so many people commented on or like took contact with me because of my energy it was like, oh, I just had to take contact because of it's energy, dude. And I believe that energy is yes, less that you perceive, you know. So, so yeah. it's, it's true. It's so easy to explain because then those who know, they know. They know, they know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you think maybe like, First off, I'm sorry to hear about your friend Keith, but it, it brings up this point of a sort of contact, a sort of feeling or a sort of resonance, or we're going to go with frequency, which is probably the best way to describe it. It seems like when you're operating on like SLSA or you're operating on these higher levels, that maybe you can contact the people that are in a different place that have gone before you, right? Like I think that it does become more familiar, that feeling. And it's sad that you have to feel it when someone passes. But maybe yeah, that's but the beginning lesson for you to begin to feel it more. You know, it's interesting yeah. to think. 
You know, and this is actually very interesting that you bring that up because my father lost his love, basically. Mm -hmm. they were, he found a partner who resonated on all levels. She had a, a disease, and one day she got up from the kitchen bench and she died. Like, no closure, not nothing. And that kind of gave us, that was after I started my journey and got into quantum physics and seeing energy like this. And after she passed, her parents and my dad had been kind of giving me things because me and her really resonated. You're thinking the same things. And I guess when people do certain things, they see that, oh, this person is like this person. She reminds me of him or vice versa. So I was, I was receiving a lot of books from them because they, they knew that I liked to read. Great. And I learned these things from some of the books that just changed my paradigm. And I was like, if, if her energy is like that, she can't die. Like that, that energy is somewhere. Right. And I started to accept the fact that she was not there. And then we had the funeral. And as I was thinking this, that's that thought sounds like a Disney movie, but a stream of light hit me in the face and only me. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> there she is. I'm going to meet again. Like, <laughs> that even though she wasn't physically there, not materialistically there, she was there. I just yeah. had to tune into that. And then the journey from there, I feel like I've got so many books and things that just help me. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. There Everyone you go. knows that book or should know that book, right? Yeah. My dad does, for the first one, he doesn't read English books. Secondly, he doesn't read books. <laughs> right? So when he was the one to give me that book, that completely changed everything in my life. I was like, wow, that was not him. I was like, where did you get this book? Lena. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. So it changed my paradigm and I started to see death differently. And then my grandfather died, who had been the rock and the, the tribal chief, right? He was really an interesting person. I tried to make him write a book before he died. But he was a very, like, a man of his generation. He was a quiet guy who didn't think that you should talk too much. I think that everyone should have a 100% death tax, lose everything when they die, and have to focus on the knowledge and the value they can give the other people to just build the knowledge and get ahead, right? But they don't have to get all the, like a lot of millionaires, they don't get things because they just got them. You actually have to earn them. Because that creates better people. And he was like that, almost, but very much like, uh, he was stuck in the other energy. So when he died, people got his possessions. And mm. that's it. He was keeping yeah. to himself, even though everyone tried to make him talk. Like our grand, someone in our family lineage is called Leonard Seppola. And Disney just made a movie about him, Togo. These things run in the family. These things that people do things and they don't fucking talk about it. The only reason I know is because other people found interest in what he was doing when he was handstanding on horses and shit. Then they started to write about it. And that's how we got to know it. But we have to share it. So sharing those stories. Yeah. And back to death. Like when he died, I felt like everything was so fucking sterile. Like he was put in a box. We had to carry out that box, following a dude had, that had read everything he knows in a Bible. And he did not even know my granddad, right? He was talking from these parables and shit from, from Bible. And I felt like it was so fake. Because it's like you're putting all your knowledge in the book. And the yeah. only reason, I'm not bashing on religion. I think the frequency of belief is a fucking powerful thing. But I believe like if you put that book in the couch, I would rather believe in the couch and the house the couch stand in and the universe the house is situated. Instead of taking a glass of water from a river and just 
just honoring that little piece of water and that is my life now that is my norm my paradigm my rules all that stuff those are my commandments i rather would look at the river that water came from because that is not going to die in a still environment new possibilities new flow right and with that flow my granddad discerned something different that was the first time when i really took action on what i believed so instead of putting on a rose i had this rock with a uh, norse symbol on it called uh, which is like a compass to show your way and honor his energy afterwards. And I put that on his coffin. People were like, huh. But that's my way. Death is yeah. not scary anymore because it's just a, a passing that you get to do. And then if you have done a lot of things that just prove that you are worthy of the life you've been given, I guess you go to the next level. Yeah. It's uh, that's an awesome story, man. I, it brings up so many questions in my mind. Like, yeah. you know, I, I really, I, I love the idea of what I like what you said about the death tax, but it brings to me this question of like, it's, it's almost like a plague. Like we have come to respect the monetary value and money itself over the experience, the real richness that your grandfather gave was his experience, but people are, people would rather trade in the money. They'd rather trade in this, idol instead of the real juice instead of the real history the experience that can make them rich instead they just want the rich like in, in, you, in a way you make yourself poor that way like why do you think we do that like what's going on that there? is again back to the whole physical thing of the energy heavy energy versus flowy energy mm. they just know the heavy energy because money is rough i'm not going to say names actually this is some families in the world are rich <laughs> and right. they have been so for a long time and that you know, that just inherits down the line. And if you have values that are shit, then you're going to teach that to your kids and they're going to see how you operate in the world. And then if that is based on that materialistic, just money to me kind of way, instant gratification or dominate dominance, it's going to be hard to, uh, to see the world differently. If you work towards it, if they were only to say that this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do. Then you take 10 years and comprise that into one month and you have that foundation to continue to learn on. And that just goes down into generations. Can you imagine how that would look like in 20 years when there are not these huge conglomerates just operating on dominating, but everyone wants to share, to bring us up? I think that would be a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm hopeful we can get there. It's, yeah. and I, I think we can. I, I think maybe this is a movement starting. It reminds me though of like families. Like I just interviewed, um, Joseph Sassoon, who wrote a book called The Sassoons. And the Sassoons are like the Rothschilds of the East. Like they were a banking family from the Middle East. And then they came up, you know, they came up being sort of the, the people that could use usury. And they were allowed to do this. And then they moved into commodities. And then they moved into the opium trade. And the story is fascinating because it's told by um, Joseph Sassoon, who wasn't part of like the the ruling Sassoon family, he was part of the family that got left behind in the Middle East when the when the richest father and the son moved to Europe and started this incredible empire that they had going. But he tells the story from like the rise and the fall. And you get to see so much bickering and so much infighting. And like they were basically like drug dealers. Like they were just, you know, they, they were controlling all this opium. And he talks about what it did to the individuals in the family. And the reason I'm bringing it up is like, they completely lost. Like the first guy that started it was this incredible individual that had insight 
and, and authority and un, and more than that, understanding of what life is and experience. And as they moved up in the, this empire, some of it got passed on, but it slowly became squeezed out of the family until that there was nothing left but just bickering and a hollow shell of of what you know the the money really does to people. Like it, the money goes in and it steals everything from you, and then you put it in this idol, and then it gets just taken away from you. In a way, it's a thief. But yeah, I, I think we can move on. Instead of focusing on value, we we're focusing on the symbol of success that we all agreed upon. It's a fucking paper note. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But you can feel experience. You can feel value. So if you would just continue to share that experience, because I don't, I don't guess you really feel a lot to carry anything forward when you buy something that is going to cost you more energy or money, like an iPhone. I don't feel like right. this is an iPhone 12 and now I'm going to save the world. Right. <laughs> it's like it's sucking your energy. But if you go in and you just try to create energy and do the things that feels right. It's very, it's a very backwards thing to think because if you give the money, if you give value, the money is going to follow, and then the follow, the money is just going to enforce who you already are. Evil money becomes evil because the person who is doing it just does not know any other reality. I know how it was to be on that, that spectrum. Yeah, and vice versa, a good person would do something to create a better thing, like we created it today. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Let me let's shift gears for a minute. Like it's super interesting to get to hear different perspectives from different people on different parts of the planet. And you guys being where you are located geographically, let me first off share with with you what I see kind of going on from my little bubble here in Hawaii on a geopolitical scale. It seems to me, and this is just my opinion, I'm not sure that this is anybody else's and I don't speak for anybody else. But it seems to me on a geopolitical level like we have seen like NATO, of which I don't even understand why my country's in NATO. Like we have no business being over there. I'm I'm saddened that the money that comes from my taxes goes to support some things that I don't get any benefit from. And I think a lot of Americans feel that way. But I see this this sort of warlord type mentality encroaching on the on the border of Russia. I see Russia protecting itself. It's interesting to me to see. In America, we're taught like all these horrible things, like the Nazis are bad and this and that. And World War II is is sort of a a conundrum over here. But in the media, it's just it's all Germans are bad. Like they 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 painted Germany with such a broad brush with when kids are young. And so now all of a sudden, it blows my mind to see so many people in Twitter in America talking about, hey, we're going to support the Ukraine, even though Ukraine has like these Nazi flags on there. So it's, it's, it's interesting for me to see people in my country who are like, hey, we don't like the Nazis, but then they support the Ukrainian troops that are carrying Nazis. Like you said, it's a pretty big dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. So, but in my world, like I don't, I don't understand except for the, the only, only thing I can understand is it's a battle of resources. It's a battle of creating supply chains for the next hundred years. And it's not country versus country. It's multinational corporations fighting other government organizations in order to secure the resources and fuck the people of the world. I wish that we as a people of the world could rise up and demand more of those people that quote unquote rule us, force them to do what the right thing is to do. That's kind of the way I'm looking at this geopolitical strategy. Do you guys see it similar? Or do you guys have a different view or how do you guys see it? A slightly different view on the history part. But that is okay, easy. please. That's not the view. 
it's, it's almost like a Bitcoin, you know, it's almost taking over the banks. The banks are pissing in their pants, you know, because we, we are starting to take over because the evil is, it's weak, you know? Yes. They're trying to kill us all these years. Try to bury us. Try to bury us, means. you know? Try to bury our, our ideas. If you can't go to the if you can't go through the school stu- system, you're stupid, you know. Yeah. But that system will fuck you up. Oh my god. Yeah, it's meant to disable you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. a lot of things is going to happen. I think we are in the start of World War Three because the people are, want love now. They don't want this hate stuff. So I think the people is going to go through the system one day because. We don't want this anymore. World I agree. The same thing. Spies that worked for the common good, that worked, went in to sabotage the enemy. We are doing the exact same thing. We're trying to shed awareness on things that has been propagandized and misunderstood for so long that it's just spitting people in the face. And yeah. that's why I just want to say that I don't, I'm not a fan of killing myself. And I would never do that. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome, dude. I agree. I, I, I see on another level, I often think to myself, maybe this is what freedom looks like. Maybe this is people yeah. shitting their pants. Maybe yeah, COVID it, is this idea for people to try to throw a wrench in everything. Like. Right? Like, I, I it, it seems like des- – I, I once – I read a, re- a really good book. Do I have it right here? It's right here. It's called When Google Met WikiLeaks. And in this book, Eric Schmidt goes to the um, – to the – where where they were holding Julian Assange in the embassy prior to him being taken away in in imprisoned and in that meeting you know Eric Schmidt and a few people are talking to Julian Assange about their kind of plans of like what Google is really doing and they and Julian Assange you know it's one of my favorite quotes in the book they're talking about how they have the like Google big tech and governments and government organizations and multinational corporates have this ability to control the narrative and they're going to do so through censorship. And Julian Assange smiles at him and he goes, you know, that's the weakest thing I've ever heard in my life. The fact that you censor people just shows how weak you are. That means words could take down your entire industry. It's such a beautiful line. Like censorship is such a, it's like the last gasp of poor leaders desperately trying to cover up some things that they know they're guilty for about. What, what do you think are some solutions that we could all do that we could move forward to? If we were to, if I was to reach across right now and slap you on the back, like what could we begin doing together to streamline our views and begin moving forward to take care of these people, like the people, some of the people in the banks and our governments and these people that are trying to squash us? What do you think we could do? We're doing it right now. Yeah. We're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Like just this is going to start a snowball effect that's going to create everything. We're, we have plans of creating a center here in Norway called Valhalla. It's nice. because we like, we, we like Vikings, right? It's going to be a right. personal development thing where people can come up and learn how to take responsibility of their own fucking life, start to see things differently. And yes. as we do that, it's just going to grow. And we already, the plan is so huge that it cannot fail, right? Because when people hear it, they get inspired. So now, if you want to sponsor us with a few million dollars, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. If you want to go and... Check us out, <laughs> torsapola.com. Help us create this. This yeah. is right now. Like we are, we're on our way tomorrow yeah, we're on to our way. do the thing that we are going to change the reality with. Another guy is currently having a oh. meeting with an investor for $800,000. 
And we are basically just talking about the things that we are doing. <laughs> and also, one of my clients is going to be the happiness, the happiness doctor in Dubai. <laughs> On a national scale, that is, you know, when you think about the things that has happened, I get mind blown. It's just like, it's better to just be humble and just, this is what's right. happening. Right. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've had the, like, like a similar dream before before I met Thor. Like I wanted to I wanted to open like some sort of treatment center with the use of plant medicine. Then I met him and we shared our dreams and we're like, what the fuck is this the same dream? Yeah. yeah, can get bigger. And then yeah. me too. I had a dream uh, in 2018 when I was in the, the psychosis. <laughs> when nice. Child, when I was a child, I always told my mom that I want to help people, but I don't know how. But in the in the in the experience I had, I was visualizing a, a camp place with a big house yes. in the middle and four mm -hmm. houses around with different things, uh, different uh, healings, nice. different kind of healings, na na natural healings. People, mm. yoga, so meditation. yoga, meditation, mm -hmm. ice bath, uh, uh, medicine, nature, and I met him, mm. and I met. And we all have the same dream. Yeah. We're building it. And then would we be here without Liberty Caps? Crazy. <laughs> that is so true. It would never happen without this this plant that doesn't know that it's legal. <laughs> I, have I have drawings at my home. I have books. I draw everything that I experience in my experience. That's, that's everything. That is. I wrote it down and I have videos. When I was high up, um, so we should, I will see what I will make out of it. That's 100 challenge. 100 challenge, yeah. 100 challenge, yeah. yeah how, how, do I, how do I get my audience to look at your videos? Like, do you guys, can you guys send me the links to each one of all your videos so that I can send people to them and they can kind of see what you're doing? I've been telling them that we need, right now we have, uh, my, my channel is filled with information. Okay. We have just started the journey and I'm actually challenging them to put it public. So nice. right now, youtube.com slash Torsopola is my name. Okay. You'll find a lot that, of shit and, and I can feel that's a big fear for me because yeah. I've been in this situation that everyone right. thinks I'm crazy, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm going back to be myself because my, my scenes of life that the person that is being truly themselves are being looked at as crazy people, you know. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. Special people, you that's know. crazy. Because yeah. they are themselves. Yeah. So if that's the new thing to be crazy, so I'm crazy. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. That, that was yes. Yeah. yeah. If, it if is. Going like... left is wrong, then I don't want to be right. That's super funny. Yeah, and I you know, something to think about too, Marius, is that what and and for for all of you, for for Steon, for Marius, for Tor, for me, like when we give ourselves the freedom to be who we are regardless of what people think about us we're crazy we're dumb we're stupid we're foolish whatever label they want to put on us like when we allow ourselves to be here doing this right now like we are also giving younger versions of us the freedom to become who they are maybe yeah. because of what you're going through some younger marius or some younger steon won't have to go through those troubles because you guys have blazed the oh, way yeah. you've that's set up the trail and now yeah. they can look at it right like I, yeah, that's any... why some have to carry the bag so yeah. we can give 
the tools to others. So stand on the shoulders of those yeah. who come before you. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how lucky we are to be in a position that maybe our great grandfathers are. We now have an opportunity to be the great men that came before us in our families. That's an honor. Like, yeah. and we're doing it. We've been called. All of us have been Ooh, called to do call. this. Exactly. Right? And like, oh you feel man. called to do it. Oh, that is so yes. That's what I feel. Was, that's a nice oh secret. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, oh. like, for so long we've used that water, term. Man. Yeah, dude. Some water. <laughs> yeah, it seems like for so long we've used that term standing on the shoulders of giants, but we need new giants, right? It's our oh, turn. Yeah. It's our turn, right? Exactly. So exactly. I, man, I gotta tell you guys, I love I love I love you guys, man. I love talking to you. I got a I got a hard break coming up here in like about three minutes, but I could probably continue carrying on a conversation for another two hours with you guys. So you could probably go on for three days. That's I know, I know, I know. The, the only way to solve this is for me to come to Norway and sit down with you guys at the Valhalla Center and yeah. try to solve some problems. Maybe let's make this happen. We are strong yeah. together. We're strongest we are. together. Yeah. We are. Uh, we're gonna need four hundred people to stand on the beach and just go with the, the energy. Yeah. Already, you're gonna need some powerful shit, and then you know Joe Rogan freaked out when he saw this this just crowd <laughs> of Vikings going. Hoo, yeah. hoo, that oh, shit. Yeah. Think about this: oh, naked in the so winter, yeah. <laughs> four hundred yeah. people, four hundred people. Yeah. Oh my god, Joe Rogan, we're coming for you, right? <laughs> we're coming for it, boy. Coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm going to sign off, but hang on here one second because I want to talk to you real briefly after I shut it down. Before I go, where where can people find you? You mentioned your YouTube channel. Let's mention it again. And is there any other spots people can find you? Do you have anything coming up? And, and where, oh, yeah. what we are you have, excited about? We have something huge coming up, but it is okay. also – it's we're building the plane in the air here. We don't know what we're doing. We're learning as much as we're teaching, right? Okay. But we have – challenge.torsapola.com, which is the 100-day challenge. And we're still trying to make sure that we can create this super bond in the tribe, which is a, you know, that's going to be a challenge as we grow, but we're going to figure that out. So if people, if people feel like we have something to give them, trust us, go to challenge.torsapola.com, sign up for the challenge. You're going to be given all the resources. We're going to create something amazing together. And yeah. that's it. And if you don't have money, because we don't, this is the thing we talked about this. There are levels to the levels to this, and it's going to be always free for everyone who needs to know right. on the first level, on the entry level, right? So go to the, the legacyforge.com. That is yeah. just the Discord server. That's where the tribe is. That's where we're trying to just manage everything, keep things, have the videos of tribe just sharing. That's it. Challenge.torsopola.com and the legacy forge. And there you will also find more information about these magnificent people and their contact information. Yes, Man. Such a great story, man. I had such a great time today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into the True Life Thank Podcast. You Thank you, Tor, Marius, Dion. And um, we'll talk again soon. Everyone go check out the websites. And uh, thank you to my guests for, for being here, for participating. And we'll see you guys next time. Aloha.
Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.